Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachalki. What's up, TP? How you living, man? It's a Thursday. It's hot out here. Yeah, it's hot out here in the Valley. Fuck, man. I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's too hot. I think, this is, I think this is the second time we've ever recorded on a Thursday. Yep. Yep. Number, yeah. So, Number two. Uh, some... Some circumstances out of our control on Tuesday. That tooth, uh, that tooth man, the tooth will get yeah, you. Yeah, man. He, he, I don't care how tough you think you are. You got so, you, your tooth hurts. It, you're done. You're Tyler, Tyler played injured last week. Uh, uh, Couldn't we? Had, we just had to push it back. He needed one more day. I did. I did. My mouth is hurting. But anyway, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter. Be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show. Check us out on Anchor as well. Anchor.fm slash TSK show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. So we're almost a week now. Uh, since the Golden State Warriors won their second championship in a row. Yep. They had their championship parade on Tuesday. Yep. So Tyler and I are going to react to the Warriors winning back-to-back championships. And then obviously with talking about the Warriors winning a championship, obviously this now begins the summer of LeBron. Uh, so we will dive into that a little bit. Also, we are seven days away now, yep. a full week away from the NBA draft. So I have a game for Tyler involving some of the draft prospects and where they will potentially end up. Also, we're going to do a general update of the NFL offseason as some notable names will be missing from their team's mandatory minicamps as we get closer to the start of training camp. But first, we also have a friend joining us. Yeah. Our good friend Greg Iwanicki joining us for this episode. Uh, We are going to get into the world of UFC and boxing for the first time. What's going on, Greg? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Just happy to be here with you guys. Interested in seeing what we're talking about first. I like that we're going into LeBron right off the bat because I have some feelings. (laughs) Because, you know, we haven't gotten enough LeBron conversations in this everyday life. (laughs) Yeah. This is, uh, what up, Greg? I'm glad to have you on. This is our Barry Melrose of, of UFC, I decided, before he yeah. started. Yeah, oh, no, that's, really? a, that's a great way to put it. It's our UFC, our he, UFC guy. Great, I'm just, just going to put it out now. He's our <laughs> UFC insider. He, yeah, he's our UFC insider. It's good. Glad to be. Glad yeah. to be. Why don't, why don't you give the uh, audience a little taste of who you are as a sports fan, where you're from, what your teams are, and all of that real quick before we all jump right. into the NBA Finals. I pretty simple. Um, I was uh, born right outside of Chicago, so obviously I'm all Chicago. Yes, sir. Full through. Okay, Cubs or Sox? Um, Cubs and Sox, but if my grandfather asked, I would tell you Cubs, because <laughs> he will, you know. So yeah. depend- it depends somebody. on the crowd of where you're Honestly, at. Honestly, at this point, I should be able to say both. Like, he already got a World Series, so <laughs> he'll be all right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. He waited like 90 years or something. <laughs> he Jeez. got it, though. Yeah. So he got it. It's all that matters. But, uh, no, all Chicago teams, 
Uh, obviously, if there's a Chicago fighter, I, I get in line with that too. But um, okay, Chicago, uh, I do stand up. Ooh, and um, got a little comedy action. Yeah, a yeah. little comedy, and uh, that's about it as far as uh, my background. You so you you grew up you grew up in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I was born '88. About to set it straight. Ain't no half stepping, Big Daddy Kane. But you got Ooh. to, but you got to experience the Jordan is, Bulls. What is the? Uh, yeah, Jordan I Madness. did. It's funny because I like you know you you think back, you didn't realize what you were watching. Yeah, no, well, because that was normal. I mean, I grew up with Peyton and Camp. You yeah, know, you're a prisoner was, of the moment. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I literally I was just like, oh, so they just let. Jordan sit on the bench, and then whenever they get in trouble, they just bring Jordan back yeah. in. That <laughs> was literally my memory of him facing the Suns in the in the finals. Oh yeah, oh that my was goodness. And then when I grew up, I saw him uh, when they they did like a some like I don't know if it was a thirty for thirty, but they were showing um, Charles Barkley after like Game Four or Game Five at the press conference, and it was just like <laughs> it was just like they were treating it like it was a joke. It was before Jordan retired, and he was just like. It's like they're asking them questions about the game. Charles Barkley interrupts him. He's just like, um, Jordan shot the ball 55 times tonight. Like, I, didn't <laughs> yeah, realize, yeah. I didn't realize how big of like, uh, like I thought it was competitive. Yeah. I didn't realize how much we were dominating when I was a kid. And that was that's the, crazy. Yeah, that was because the, because like me growing up here in L.A., during the three-peat Lakers era, Kobe and Shaq, yeah. and then with Kobe and Powell and Bynum and Lamar. I mean, we were just dominating, and it was very apparent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, well, it's like, and the same offense. I mean, you guys, that's the same. You, exactly. guys, you guys were watching yeah, the, the same, same shit, just triangle. different people. Yeah. The different, the, different players, different it's uniforms. It's like when the ball got to the two guard. Get out the way. It didn't go anywhere else. <laughs> and you guys had the, the very best version of uh, Jordan you could possibly have. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's if you're looking for a clone, Kobe's the guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the no, clone. no, he's no doubt about that. Absolutely <laughs> the closest. So, all right, let's let's jump into it because yeah, we haven't talked it. about it. Yeah, the Warriors, back-to-back champs. Mm-hmm. Um, game three, they won one ten to one hundred two in Cleveland. I thought Which that was like a close game. Yeah, it was a very close game. Cleveland actually had the lead yeah, for a lot yep, of the game. Yep. Um, game one and three were like very similar. Um, it's just so surprising how close Cleveland even was even like that close to winning. I mean, I said I said since since the finals have been over ever since. Well, basically, I thought game three going into the finals before everything in game one happened, before game one even started. Yeah. I thought game three was going to be the best chance for the Cavs yeah, to, first, to yeah, win a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, first game home and all that. It's like if you go down 0-3, it's tough to muster up enough energy to get a win. Yeah. And I mean, for the Warriors. It couldn't have gone worse for them because they only had one of their guys on. Yeah. But when that guy is Kevin Durant, yeah, yeah. no, it's, he's, he's 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 unstoppable. He's the top five offensive player ever. Yeah. I I could like I could argue that he's seven feet tall. I mean, it's like and shit. has a jump shot uh, jump shoot jump shot of. Yeah. No. I mean, when you can pull up pull up from thirty five feet, or you can just you know pull up from ten feet, it's just like bang bang. It's, you're not going to stop it, even if you do got other players going. Yeah. And so after after game four, uh, obviously, I was very elated to see LeBron lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted out, uh, I don't want to hear any more LeBron goat talk with the goat emoji, uh, period. And I'm going to I'm going to sprinkle this in as we talk about why 
as we talk about the NBA Finals, why I don't think LeBron should be considered the GOAT, period, is one of the big things in Game 3 was if you're the so-called best player in the world and the best player ever, why are you switching off screens and letting the opposing team's best player get off a shot? Yeah, that's 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 what I've heard a bunch. I mean, that's it's tough to it's tough to talk to people about this subject because it's like we didn't get to see if they didn't switch what would have happened. You know what I mean? Like, right. You, you know, there's when you're at the NBA, these coaches know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They have film. They've watched. You know, they've watched tape. And it, and I don't think people are just making decisions to make decisions. You know, I don't believe that. I believe that they saw something on film that they felt like because. Uh, let's be honest. No one thought Cleveland had a chance of winning it, anyways. You right. Know what I mean, so it's not like it's not like we're saying because they switched on defense, they went from probably beating the Warriors to not beating the Warriors. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what and you're so, saying. And so, to me, when you know they're switching, which switching is is super, uh, it I can mean, be super beneficial. It is. I mean, it's the it's the best. If you can do it, it's the best defense to run in the NBA. Yes. If you have players guard multiple positions, you switching it off. Then you're not getting the corner on anyone. You're not going underneath screens and letting shooters shoot, all that kind of stuff. I just believe that Cleveland thought that their best chance at winning was switching um, because of film and because of you know past experience and what or and what their team has done. And it kind of sucks, you know, because we can't, like I said, we can't see what would have happened if they didn't switch. Like, what if, you know? Yeah, KD, if LeBron if LeBron's guarding KD, maybe KD doesn't make that shot, or or maybe KD doesn't take the shot. Right. You know what I mean? And That's then it's a, like, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then it's <laughs> Steph and Clay. You know, it's like, I th I think you can, you know, unfortunately this this topic's been beaten over the head for four years about you know Cleveland and Golden State. But I think at the end of the day, we're just kind of trying stuff to find stuff to talk about. Just throwing my piece in there. I just think, um, is it switching or is there lack of options and like well, coaching? I'm like, is Tyrone Lou really a coach? Like, I just think LeBron is in charge of the team. So my argument to that would be not that I think you're wrong, is that like LeBron, I think, is making all the decisions. Yeah, and, here, so, and so here's he should have been like, yo, no switch on KD. Well, here's and then that leads into what I'm about to say is with 45 seconds left in a close game yeah. down three points yeah that's when he should have took it over the best player in the the so-called best yeah. player ever kevin durant did that against the lakers yes and he and he shut kobe down it was he amazing i've never he seen did. kevin durant play defense like that neither have i and yeah, i didn't he know said, his feet could move like that he said but at the last minute of the game and it was a close game he was like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna you know carry the team and kobe and michael would have done the exact same thing but, i saw okay, so, i saw uh, right. wait hold on all right. i saw <laughs> i saw rodney hood i want to say it was kobe's last season yeah um not his last game but during his last season yeah. one of the games with the utah jazz Rodney Hood had like a career high in the first half of the game. And I bet you Kobe went into the locker room at halftime and was like, yo, I'm guarding him the rest of the game. Don't help. Don't do anything. I got him. Rodney Hood scored maybe two or five more points the yeah. rest of that game. That, and that's, yeah. And that's the old, I think that's, you know, the type of people Kobe and, and Jordan were. And maybe that was the type of coach that Phil was. Yeah. I think that's, but I don't a, think it's that basic. That's a big point is I'm just, I, I don't think we'll ever get back to the type of player Kobe and Jordan was because just the dynamic of the league has changed. Like, Jordan was known for smacking his teammates. Yeah. Kobe yeah, he was punched known, Steve Kerr in the face. Yeah. Kobe was known for like disowning his teammates. <laughs> LeBron's known for kind I of being say he like, disowns his what teammates. are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like they, uh, 
I don't. I just don't think you get away with the same things that Kobe and Jordan got away with. I think like. I don't know, like LeBron's doing. I don't want to say softer. It's just it's you different. can't you can't be the same way, yeah. like that those guys got to be. Is my he's a my different player than guy. they are, and that's the. I mean, that's the fact of the matter. Is like yeah, LeBron's I'm, not Kobe and Jordan. So if you're look, if Kobe and Jordan are your model of the greatest player, you're not going to think LeBron's the greatest. Exactly. You know what I'm I mean? sorry. I'm just I've laughing, been, thinking about Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> such a mismatch and, <laughs> and okay and so to i just want to go back to the whole switching thing really mm -hmm. quick because i don't know i you know i just think like i said before i think that was the right the right move but also it's just like you know may, maybe kobe maybe kobe and jordan could i don't know but it's like you know if they take him one-on-one -on -one, uh, is kobe jordan lebron are they going to stop him first of all and then when someone does come if kevin durant's got the ball and someone comes sets a screen what do you do? You go over it? You go under it? Yeah, but Steph was the one that set the screen in this situation. But I mean, but if but if they weren't switching, but if they weren't switching, it would have been Draymond. You know right. what I mean? Like they were doing that because they were switching. Yeah. And 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 Cleveland was doing that as well. I mean, Cleveland yeah. kept you know trying no, 100%. to get. No, hundred percent. Yeah. So then it comes back to like, yo, Kevin Durant is a special player. I don't know if even if Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant were like. I'm going to stop this guy. Right. You know, at the end of the I, day, I can say, yes, they would put up a fight and they probably could do it, but we don't know for, we don't right. know for a fact. And then it's just like, do you really think you have a better shot at stopping Durant by like going under a screen, going over a screen? I think yeah. he's just, he's so versatile and he's so good that, you know, you kind of, you to can't pick give up, yeah. you know, but you, you gotta, you gotta try. And speak, speaking of giving up, that's exactly what LeBron did in game four. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if giving up's the right word. No, he, no I don't think, he gave I think, up. I think he, I think he just, I think he just, you know, expelled all of his energy. Game four? game four, he had 23 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, and six turnovers. Which is a shitty game for him. But That's an awful game I for him. I think, I mean, I'm not trying to make me. excuses. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good game for Greg. <laughs> if I'm out there at the local gym, I'm killing it right there. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, he lost. He has to live with that fact. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I just think that he, he got tired and he knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah, I think I, I think, think he about was beaten. He was beaten halfway through the second quarter was when he realized there's no chance nah, in he, he God's I great. Think, I think mentally, he mentally he probably went through more this year than ever. Which oh, is, for sure. Which is absolutely absurd because the man's gone through so much already. And then physically, you know, it's his first time playing 82 games. He had two seven, two game sevens. It's, yeah. Um, I'm, and again, I'm not trying to make excuses. The dude lost. Like he, you know, LeBron's got to live with the loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not, but I don't, I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's anything negative against I don't him. Bel yeah. I believe the same. Like I wouldn't blame anything on LeBron, yeah. but I will say like what you were just saying. I'm like, man, he really has like built up moments and then like they fail. Like, you know, remember when Cleveland, uh, when he was young, got, yeah. uh, got swept by the Spurs, yeah. but got rid of the Detroit Pistons. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then he got Scored to the last Miami, 15 points of the game to win. He's yeah. like, yes, I finally got my super team. And yeah. then they lost the first year. Yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. like, he really that has gone through like, he acts like his decisions are like these, like, uh, he's like, yeah, I made all the right decisions, man. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, I definitely he really think he hasn't necessarily the made the I don't think decisions. he regrets the way he did it. Yeah, the decision. Yeah, yeah for sure. The That's, TV show. No, no one blames him for It always works and always makes money, but I just mean, like, uh, it hasn't always worked as far as, like, championships. Like, 
just as far as with uh, Cleveland and Miami and everything. Just how many uh, finals? It's like eight now. Yeah, eight he, in he a went row. to eight in a row. Nine in total. A row, which is an amazing stat. But uh, no, I don't know if we'll ever see an athlete do that again. N- yeah, I mean, unless Steph and Draymond. Are yeah, because right, right now, now they're halfway there. Yeah, unless they just stay there. Which, which I, I, I don't. I, I mean, see them going to at least the next two more. Yeah, for sure. Nobody at least seems the next like two more. Leaving, right? No one's leaving. No. Why the, would you leave? The only thing that's going to mess them up is if the team is not willing to go over a billion dollars yeah. in or, their or injury. That's where I yeah, don't like injuries. to admit, but like that's where the Bulls were. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, Bulls, absolutely. like, you know, like, people don't oh, like to yeah, bring it they, up they because uh, I think people just, uh, for the, they want to hate on the Golden State thing. And I do too, but uh, I like, literally, that's what the Bulls were. We yeah, were absolutely. an unstoppable force with but, a great bench. We had, like, everything you could possibly want. This, it, this last two years, Warriors teams are the, the best basketball teams ever. I mean, I just, I, I just I'd take the O. I take the O oh, one Lakers over. I mean, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan's it's Jordan's Bulls and these Warriors to me are the only two teams that just literally just seemed unbeatable. See, Bulls you have to you have to throw in the O one Lakers with that though. Yeah, but then my list is getting longer, and then I got to throw in the '80s Celtics and the '80s no, you don't. Lakers. Yeah, you don't have to throw in anything Celtics. The '96 uh, Sonics. Physically, they could. I'm just throwing shade at the Celtics. And they have the bench. But like uh, when he says one Lakers," I feel like he could start from there on. Well, I just and think after the after the Bulls, obviously. But like as far as physically being able to handle what's in front of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. I no, just think I just think to go along with what Greg was saying with J- the Jordan Bulls being absolutely unstoppable was if Kobe and Shaq never had their personal issues, the Lakers would have won six in a row. Maybe. What I don't a, know about six in know, a row. We can't. We can't. We can't the West uh, was so tough, man. We can't figure the that Dallas out. The Dallas Mavericks, anyway. the San Antonio Spurs, and the Sacramento Kings—they the were Queens. so good. But I mean, all those teams were were super dominant. But the fact of the matter is, like the Warriors just seem unbeatable right now. Yeah. And then, without a doubt. So I got two more LeBron things I want to bring up before we talk about Let's the Warriors it. for a second. Uh, the next thing I want to bring up is the hand injury. Yeah. Uh, I wanted you to bring that up. So His bad. hand's broken. I know. Then that was come no out lo- with it after game one. Don't come out with it after you got <laughs> then, swept and but, lost. But then we're going to have this conversation after game one instead of it having it now. I feel like that was the noble thing to do. He didn't make an excuse for games two, three, and four. But he then didn't he, make an excuse. He hit it. But then you make an excuse for getting swept and losing by 30. I don't think he, I don't think he said we got swept because my hand was broken. He said, Why wear the cast said, to the press conference? He said, he said that the emotions got the best of him after game one, and he played the rest of the series with a broken hand. He had never said But then he gets lost. to throw it off the backboard and dunk it as hard as he can that's not that's probably not the best idea with no, a broken hand no but that no but that's adrenaline i mean he played all three he played those three games with a broken hand that's just the fact it's not he, he didn't come out and say but he didn't go to games one two or three press conferences with a cast on his hand why do you have to go to game was, four because i think he was trying to keep it under wraps because he didn't want people thinking oh lebron james after game one comes out with the cast then come he's out with it making, in 15 years he's just yeah. he's just making you know he's just making up excuses because he lost like he, they're not going to win you know, come out with it in 15 years. I then think and everyone would have had the same reaction if you came out after game one or came out now. I think you definitely have a point and you could be right, but I'm going to go the, the dark side of that. I like that. Is I think he was, um, I think he felt very butthurt that he just lost and he got swept. 
And I think he wore that hand brace, and just the way he did it and everything seemed very calculated. With like LeBron oh, is the most LeBron, LeBron is the most calculated athlete ever. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna wait for you to ask about it. No, well, this no, stuff, it got but... it got leaked before the press conference. Oh, I thought he showed up with it. Well, it got leaked, and then he then probably he found up. out about it getting leaked, so he put the cast yeah, on because yeah. everybody was gonna uh, ask okay. him about it. Well, maybe like if I, it's, I, very I, obvious it's just like yo, what if Kobe like hit a broken hand? He I, didn't. He let you know what he had and had torn ligaments in his finger, got it wrapped up, switched to shooting form, and won a chip that year. Yeah, okay, so he, he won. And, I'll, yeah, obviously he won. But, like, he, you know, you can take it, like, he was toughening it out. He wasn't trying to, like, make an excuse. LeBron wasn't trying to make his broken hand an excuse. He didn't want people making that excuse for him. He was trying to own up to losing. The, the, he's, like, he's saying he lost fair and square. He didn't lose because of some fucking hand. Uh, Plus the hand was broken. It's not like. Do you think it was fake? I mean, but do why, we know but, that it was broken though? Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. I don't know. Like, it, I like didn't they see the came X-rays, out with like said MRIs it was, and all the that. The quote, like, the quote was, "It was. I played games two, three, and four with a pretty much broken hand." That was the quote. He punched a black. You, you couldn't after. see but it in his play though. That's my whole thing. Like no, because like Kobe changed his game off a of finger. So he's saying he broke his whole hand. And I didn't see a single thing I, that was different. That's about why he didn't come out and say he but had a broken hand. But I don't understand. He could still ball. I don't. Under, but I don't exactly. I don't understand how he could have played the way he played with a physically broken hand. I mean, take a shot, adrenaline, like it's the NBA Finals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, a that's a very hand. good point because now I'm thinking about uh, Dwayne Wade's Fighters. first championship. I'm not even thinking about fighters. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> but that's, that's what, like but adrenaline, adrenaline and they know in. it's going to end like 10 minutes later. Yeah. But like Dwayne Wade, remember when he was just like limping and he could barely move against the Mavericks? Yeah. And then he just went to the he went to the uh, the locker room and he came back. And he was just like limping, but like hitting threes in Dirk Nowitzki's face. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm like, Isaiah very, Thomas I remember, came back uh, on a rolled ankle. This guy, uh, he was um, he was he only played for the NFL for like two or three years. His name was Odonna Smith. God I think he played you? for the the Falcons, and uh, but he was like our gym teacher, like because he, and he like he won some like crazy lawsuit with the NFL, but uh, he uh, basically blew out his knee his rookie season with the Falcons, and he sued them based on the fact that they like kept like uh, pushing him and yep, they were like yep, shooting his yep. knee up, and he like yeah. when he saw Dwayne Wade do that, I remember coming to school and he was just like, "There's no way in hell." That he left the court like that, and he came back being able to run without them shooting stuff in his yeah, knee. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that everyone. Knows. I mean, I don't know if everyone knows that, but I know that. I definitely I don't, don't. I'm not. I know. An I know. I know that. Like you know, I've like I said, pull the curtain back a little bit from my buddy that played for the Jets those four years. Like he would, he would tell me, he's like, dude, if like this dude shows up. Um, if he showed up and he was like hammered the night before, they took him in the back room. They gave him shots and they would make sure give him was, an IV. He was ready to go. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you're at the, if you're in the stadium three hours before the game, they're gonna get you ready unless you physically cannot put pressure on it. Like if you physically like have a broken leg or you know a broken arm, like they will make they'll get it. They'll get you there. Do you think that affected Dwayne Wade's career though? I mean, probably yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. I think yeah. wear, wear, and tear, that. wear and tear is a real thing. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And D, D Wade is also a guy that plays hard. He's not a guy that's meticulous about his body. He's like full blown Allen Iverson. Yeah, you know, all effort, all heart. I was gonna say when I was a kid, we used to call him Big Iverson. 
Yeah, right. I'm he, like, he'll be okay because he's bigger. And I'm like, and then later on, I'm like, he's obviously not okay. He's not that big. <laughs> he's, not that big he's like 6'3". Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the last thing for LeBron um, in terms of the finals, um, people knock Kobe for not making his teammates better. And the whole story this all, this postseason was LeBron carrying his team. Yeah. What did LeBron do to make his teammates better? Why did, Why isn't he getting knocked for that? Um, well, I mean, I think people just were trying – like, knocking Kobe for making not making his teammates better is, like, super empty comment to me because – I agree. I could go – I could I could go on all day, day about how he made his players – First of all, there's practice and film. That's where Kobe did We're the majority. about practice? That's where, <laughs> that's where Kobe did the majority of his, like, helping. Making his teammates better. He made them better, whether it was through competition, whether it was through his intelligence, whether it was him giving them little secrets or insight or, right. you know, and then the, if you understand the triangle offense, it's, you know, it's all uh, reactions and, you know, it's make a play and then. You yeah, know, it's actions and reactions. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, Kobe helped his. Just because Kobe was a ball stopper doesn't mean he's not helping. You know, people, right, have, exactly. people have this thing where it's like, in order to make your teammates better, you have to pass them the ball. No, that's no, you not don't. it. Because like some guys, like some guys don't want the ball at the top of the key. Some guys, yeah, you, you know gotta I mean? put. You don't want to put your center at the top of the key, or you know, I don't want to. I don't want to post Steve Nash up on the block. You know, like just because you're passing the ball doesn't mean you're necessarily <laughs> making your team better. And on the other side of it, just because you're, you know, maybe a ball hog per se. Um, a ball stopper like a Kobe Bryant doesn't mean you're making your teammates worse. You know what I mean? I, so that's Kobe. But LeBron, uh, how he's making his teammates and better. And good luck figuring it out without LeBron handling it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I'm sure they'd be so much better without LeBron. Like, yeah, exactly. he has to be that guy. Yeah, he has and, to be the And horse. so what I think LeBron really does um, on the court during game is that he lets – he knows he can turn it on. He knows he can get buckets. He knows he can, you know, he knows what he can do. And he's a guy that's always, and he's gotten knocked this his whole career as a facilitator or whatever. But he gets his teammates involved early on in the game, or he tries to. Yeah. Because he knows that, like, you know, he cannot beat them by himself. He doesn't have to worry about himself getting off. You know what I mean? He's not like, I need to really get going this game. No, I can get going second quarter, third quarter, whatever I need to do. Um I, but I have to have somebody else hitting shots or we are going to, to get beat up. So that's, you think it was more that's lo- one, that's it was one more aspect. his teammates not basically finishing the play that he set them up for? Oh well, not not really. I mean, that's like I just don't that's I, a little harsh on his teammates because I don't think it's like you know, just because LeBron well, I'm not saying they're missing to make it. No, I'm not saying they're missing it on purpose. I think LeBron's putting his it, he's giving his uh, he's such a great passer. I mean, I don't think anyone out there is going to say he's not a great passer. No, the guy sees the core. He puts people, it, you know, in position to succeed. Um, the other thing is, you know, and this is another thing that I think LeBron gets knocked for is he's a help side defender. He's not on. Yeah, ball. He's, he's not, not an on ball defender. Kobe and Michael Jordan were on ball defenders. They wanted to guard the ball. They wanted when when you were you know when you were trying to score on. I think as fans, that's what we're addicted to, and that's why we always say yeah. Kobe and Le- uh, Kobe and Jordan are better, is because they were so aggressive. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that it's, killer mentality. Yeah, it's just a, it's a guy's. I you know I think it's like an alpha guy thing. You know oh, for I mean? sure, it's an alpha dog thing. And, and LeBron's just like not that guy. Um, but it's like, who's to say, you know, being an on-ball defender and a help side defender, you know, because, like, I know really good basketball players that want to guard the worst player on the other team. Yeah. So then they can, you know, they can do – they can help. They can, you know, guard the key. 
Cleveland has no shot blocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so, you know, I, I, I think LeBron makes his team better in a bunch of different ways. I mean, the, the whole defense is obviously completely surrounded around LeBron's. And that, that even goes back to, like, Kobe. You know, like, yeah. Kobe helped his team by being Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He'd take double teams and pass it out. I was just yeah, thinking yeah. that'd be, like, a really good excuse for me to be guarding the worst player on the team at, like, an ah. export fitness or 24-hour yeah. fitness. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be I the help like, defender. I just want to be, be able to be open, guys. I want to be able it. to hit. I want to help. I wanna you want to be that rover. It's not because yeah, you want to be the worst the rover. player on the team. I mean, the best, the best, I mean, out of all my friends, the best basketball player I know uh, he play. He's a help side defender. He's not an on ball defender. No. I mean, I mean, he can play defense on ball, but yeah, he's, he's help better side. at help side. Yeah, because he can. He can make. He can create. You know, if someone else is getting beat, or you know, he can help out and you know be more effective that way. Yeah, but all right. Let enough about LeBron and the yeah. Cavs for a minute. <laughs> the Warriors are the champions. Warriors they are the champions. Are. Um, what did you think about KD getting back to back? Uh, finals MVPs. Uh, well, I mean, other than the fact that I, you know, I thought this could have been the opportunity to give it to to the loser for the first time. Obviously, they're not going to do that and give they've it. They've never done it. No, they've done, they've, it, they've once. done it once. Jerry West. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, I, love it. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Kevin Durant is the MVP. He had probably the quietest triple double in NBA Finals history. And that's just the, the that's time just the, of the era. And you know, but that's also triple doubles are being. But just, that's also the the type of player Kevin Durant is. I've. I, he played when he was on the Thunder. I went and saw him and Russell Westbrook one of his last years um, in OKC against the Lakers here in LA. I look up at the scoreboard at the end of the day. At the end of the game, KD had a triple double, and I had no idea. Yeah, that's I yeah. Mean, he was he's even like I, I used to think Dirk Nowitzki was quiet. And I'm like, he's way quieter. Dirk Nowitzki. Like, yeah. that's why, like, the, what was it, the, the spider in the beginning? The Durantula? Durantula. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, like, that was, like, because he was so, like, he was just quietly hitting jumpers in your face. Like, there was no, like, flash or, like, yeah. anything extra to it. Yeah, he's not he's not a flashy guy either. He's not, it's like, he's in the guy bunch doesn't of tattoos. doesn't seem like he wants to be. I mean, yeah, he makes... Well, he's got the tattoos, just well, not, not wearing showing. his arms. You know, he makes a, fake Twitter accounts to stick up for himself, but that's cool. Durant deserved it. No, he definitely deserved it. I just think that in in this case, because it was a four only four games... Well, because Steph was the best player for two games... Yeah. And Durant was the best player for the other two games. Yeah. But I think what Durant does is he closes it out. You Agreed. Know, like, yeah. If, if there's no Durant, this is a series. You oh, for I mean? sure. It's, yeah. It's a good Six series. Look at, look, at the first, look at the first two times they met. Which was, like I said, I was a hater on the Warriors originally because I thought, you know, like I didn't, I thought they were a one off. You know, they got a championship, but I didn't think they were going to do anything after that. Now they're a dynasty. Now they're a dynasty because they brought in KD. Yeah. You know, and, and I, it's not like I know. You know, they might have been a dynasty even if they didn't sign KD. They probably would have been one even if they didn't sign KD. But with KD, they're just – it just takes Yeah, probably the top. just would have been more competitive, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And well, KD could have gone to a different yeah. team that would have, like, who about, knows. What about Russell's comment on Durant? Did you see that one? What did he say? He was just like – he's like – You're talking about the Nova uh, – He's like, all of a sudden, this guy's the best player in the world. And he's like, we were up on the Warriors 3-1. I didn't see anything like this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn! I did but not that, see but that, that shows you. That just shows you how you know history can change. You know, these, oh, yeah. these moments change history, dude. After the first, after the first, the war- Spurs were up twenty-two. 
after lost Kawhi. After the first Warriors Man. championship, people were saying, is it LeBron or is it Steph Curry who's the best player in the NBA? Yeah, Steph Curry is special, but Steph Curry is like he's he's more of an Allen Iverson to me in the sense that like yeah, he's like up there as one of the best players. Never he's never once been I think the best player in the world. No, I agree. But what Allen Iverson, Stephen Curry have done for the game is just as big as being the best player in the game because the they transcend the game. The they impact they've had transcended the game, changed the game forever. They're like trailblazers, just because they're not. Michael Jordan and LeBron James doesn't mean they didn't leave their mark on the league like LeBron and Do Michael Do you think did. Uh, Steph Curry's the same as Iverson, though? Like, he won't have that longevity? Uh, I think he's it, gotten past I mean, that. I Steph think Curry's definitely that. someone, though, that's an ankle I'm tweak I'm talking away. about years-wise. Yeah, no, that that's he, what I'm saying. He's I mean, how many years? He hasn't been past Iverson's years, has no. he? No, but no. I'm, I'm saying... I think he's past that in terms of I think they figured out what's wrong with his ankles. He's figured out a way to take care of them better yeah. to where he's not gonna yeah. have yeah. that long term. Yeah, he is. He is like that what, makes eight, sense. Eight and Iverson in, obviously he was more of a beat, beat himself up type of guy. Yeah, Iverson yeah. played. They their play style is different. Very different. But, but what the the similarities to me is the imprint they left on the NBA. They changed the game for hundred percent. Every like, single kid in b- playing basketball like. You know, everyone, now everyone thinks they can shoot threes. Everyone's working on ball handling, you know, and there's guys that came before Steph and Iverson that made them who they are. But like Steph and AI, just um, Steph, just because we're talking about Steph, I just think he changed the game forever. And he's, he's a transcending player. And you may not look back at him and be like, this is the best player in the NBA at one point in time. But you're going to say like the NBA changed because of this guy right here. Yeah, 100%. What I love about AI, though, is, um, you know, right before the – it's probably part of his like Hall of Fame tour. Like he probably knew it was coming up, but um, he, when he when they asked him if Kyrie Irving and Stephen Curry are, have better handles than him, he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like he was just like, "Yeah,", yeah because they do. his handles weren't th- this. They are technical. Yeah, I mean they're doing but drills. But he could have been stuff. cocky, is basically what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he could. Yeah, and, well, and he. Yeah, I think he must obviously be like uh, you know. He fans seems humble. Yeah. yeah, but he yeah. also. Yeah, but he I think knows. he also realizes that they took a lot of the stuff that they do now from him. Yeah, and, it's the same and, thing what Kobe all, did with all of those all yeah, the legends yeah. before him. They all have the ball on a string, but Iverson's um, Iverson's handles came more with his physical quickness and yeah. all that kind of stuff <laughs> his change of space it wasn't necessarily change of, speed. W- change of speed it wasn't necessarily the actual like move the ball handling moves yeah i mean like these guys are 10 15 years of drills past what iverson yeah did. yeah absolutely. i mean iverson's doing fucking he was doing crossovers basic, in front of trash cans yeah basic what? ass stuff yeah it was like what are... they can't see is like what i'm doing with my hands but like he used to bring his crossover as far as you could possibly bring your hands yeah. out yeah. but he and did it so much quicker tyrone Lou over and then hit a three in his yeah. face yeah. like they do it like and that was, and he could do pinpoint, that he could like, put the ball way up there on the right side and cross it over to the left and blaze right past you but it was that yeah. quickness it's how quick they, he got it from one hand to the other and the change yeah. of direction to shift your weight all the way to the right bring it all the way back to the left keep track of the ball so they probably look at his like wasted wasted time yeah compared yeah. to what he was doing but yeah. his hey he had the sickest highlights like if today. iverson if iverson <laughs> was working today you just, you just never know but uh yeah i mean i think stephen curry is the greatest ball handler ever and the greatest shooter Yo, that's not even the question. I think, <laughs> I think there's there's arguments for a ball handler. Yeah, definitely arguments for ball handler. I guess you'd have to go, like, hard, best shooter would be really hard because I'm like, 
like just straight up jump shooter or straight up like in the moment like yeah, I'll tell you. well because there's the guys the guys that everybody names Reggie Ray Steph those guys and are Clay. scores and Clay Clay those guys are scores Clay Where's is the, Clay is he looks where it's like you get someone like Kyle Korver it's not like Kyle Korver is not as good of a shooter as right. those other guys but he's not a scorer he's a shooter right. right so it's like I would never say Kyle Korver is the greatest shooter of all time but he's one of but he probably is yeah yeah <laughs> you know he's one I mean? of them like, it's not. I'm not. Yeah, if they it, all people, played, if they all played, uh, score. was it? They all played house together. <laughs> just, yeah, he could probably he could probably hang <laughs> with Reggie Miller and the so, boys. So, yeah. so are we all in agreement that we both or all three of us think that the Warriors will be there again next year? Yeah, barring I don't injuries. know barring injuries, stopping them. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not gonna. LeBron's not gonna go to Golden State. No, Durant's gonna sign with Golden State. They're gonna be the same team next year. Yeah. yeah. So easy. I was gonna say, what's up next? Because I don't want to skip. They're gonna have a mid. They have topics. A, they have a veteran. They have a, they have a veterans into the next topic of what goes on with LeBron. Yeah, exactly. So okay. that that concludes the NBA season. This we covered in a full NBA season, Tyler. Yep. At, yeah, this has been finish. one hell of a ride. Oh, but man. with the end of the season, now begins the off season. And in the NBA, there is never an off season because there is always a story. Yeah. Uh, the summer of LeBron now begins. Part three. Yeah, part three. This is the third summer of LeBron. The trilogy. There, there was already rumors that his son, Bronny Jr., enrolled in uh, a private high school here in the Valley, Sierra Canyon. We're actually about 10 minutes from it, yeah. from where we're recording right now. But uh, I saw that a school official denied that, so who knows what's going to happen there. Obviously... LeBron to L.A., LeBron to Philly, LeBron staying in Cleveland. I think he should just stay in Cleveland and have everybody come to him. Yep. Because yeah. he's yeah, I mean, there, there's he's like, earned that. He's earned that. He doesn't need to move teams again. And I feel like that's the classy route to go. Like, yeah, but if LeBron's he moves not classy. A, yeah, yeah, for sure. It would be a redemption for Miami. I just mean like, where yeah, is he exactly. going to really go that's going to – it's going to be the same scenario to me. I'm like, he could go to Philly – and I'm like, yes, you're with these young players, but what are they going to have to give up just to get you there? What veterans are going to come to you? I just feel like he could, like like you said, I feel like he's the demand. Yeah, like, yeah. He should just yeah, stay yeah. there. Yeah. He's and the attraction. That's he's, also, he's that's also coming from a bias of I don't want him on the Lakers. I don't want him on the Lakers either because that leaves the East. Like, I'm a Bulls fan, so I'm like, that leaves the East in such a weird state. I'm like, so nobody – I don't think it does. Actually, yeah, the, because the Raptors, the, as far as the being able to, up. as far as being able to even compete with whoever ends up in the Western, that like the, okay, the that I'll agree with. Finals, that I'll agree with. No, I know we could be like have cool games and have a cool playoff. Well, series, because I, I think Philly, but and I want Boston somebody who can uh, compete with Golden State because there's yeah. nobody else that matters. So I'm just like, like, can Houston just not be a team and we just <laughs> like take everybody real quick, you know, just kind of <laughs> spread them about the East. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just I I just don't know what his motives are, so it's hard for me to like want to guess where he's yeah, gonna go right. because like, dude, if he wants to win championships, I I think it's like th there's a bunch of questions like, does he want to go to the West? Does he want to stay in the East? Does he want to win championships? Does he want to set his family up? You know, like what 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 are what are his major pulls? I don't I don't really see him wanting to go to the West. It doesn't really make sense. And then it's like if he does go to the West. Like, if you want to win championships, you got to join Houston. If you want to win next year, yeah, I think the best chance yeah, like for right him, away. Like if you want to win next season, 
you have to you, you sign with if you're going to the West, you got to sign with Houston. So speaking speaking of Houston, I don't see any reason why he would sign with Philadelphia. Well, it's you know, also going to depend on who they hire as their new GM. Uh, what? Because Brett Brown is like the well, inner, he's in charge would, of finding a GM. Say, basically, if he go if he goes wherever he goes in the East, LeBron is the GM. Yeah, in regardless the of whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah, regardless of whoever has the job, like LeBron's in charge wherever he goes in the East. But the West, it will change the whole dynamic. I don't see him wanting to go to Kobe's fucking team. Like, yeah, it, just, it seems weird, right? It seems weird. It seems weird, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, if he really is trying trying to set up his family, like that makes sense and all. Great schools out here, great yeah. weather, the Hollywood stuff. Um, but it's like, dude, he can his kid can go to school anywhere and he yeah. can be anywhere. Like, yeah. who's to say he's like can't have a dude, kid in kid, LA and his, live in Houston and yeah. have a house in Cleveland and fuck, you know? And, and it's like, so I mean, to me, I would like to me, I want him to either stay in Cleveland or chase a ring and go to Houston. I mean, Dave Chappelle tours year round and his family lives in Ohio. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> hey, that's, that's a that's great I mean. example. When you got money like that, it's like the, the well, that's like all professional athletes and celebrities yeah, though. You can like, make it happen. You can live. You have your family in one spot. You may have to work somewhere else. Right. Yeah. No, that's his. But uh, Chris Broussard um, brought up an interesting point on Fox Sports the other day. He brought up the rumor of a potential team up of LeBron James and CP3 both. So basically CP3 would opt out, become a free agent, sign with the Lakers. LeBron signs with the Lakers. The Lakers trade some of the young core to Oklahoma City in a sign and trade for Paul, for Paul George. George. Yeah, I don't see all that crap happening. I heard I like a similar Lakers- rumor that Kevin Love would come with that. I never heard that. I was just like looking stuff up today on Google, so I'm like, who knows what yeah. they, where that uh, that source was coming from? But I'm like, you put the, that four piece together, you know, who knows what happens? Yeah, see, there's where's there's, Russell West Westbrook's contract? The Lakers <laughs> have all this power because like, they have the someone, most cap space. And if someone's willing to take Lou Aldang, then they even have well exponentially more that the, the Lou Aldang would have to be part of the trade to Oklahoma City. That's what I mean. City. So if like if someone is willing to take. Lou Dang, then we're opening up to another max deal. Yeah. What does Dang even have left, man? Eighteen mil. Yeah, a well, year. For, Jesus, for two man. more years. For two more years. Um, but I don't think. I mean, and this is just, you know, me thinking. It's not like I know anything. But I, I don't think the Lakers are gonna blow their team up. I don't want them to. I think at, at the most we're gonna sign one free agent. At the most. I think. I think we'll re-sign Randall and we'll sign maybe Paul George. Maybe and LeBron, but I don't think we're gonna go try to like fuck up everything. We I just, just spent five years in the lottery. They're not gonna like blow up this team after they just like spent years of drafting these guys. My th- my thing with this whole like big three of LeBron, CP3, and Paul George. That's look, not even gonna beat the Warriors. Look, if well, my thing That's with it, like my thing with Kevin it is Love or somebody you is need a thing around that. If LeBron and Paul George come to the Lakers, so be it. My my issue with this big three is Chris Paul. Yeah, I don't even know it's, why his name's popping up. Anyways, it's he just, six he just, years too late. He just he's always hurt in the in the playoffs. He, the best abil- the best ability is availability, yeah. and he's not available in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's proven. Has any just, point guard for LeBron though? Like I don't even think I don't think I don't LeBron think he's ever really had a true point guard. With superstars. The That's only just my Williams. The only time LeBron had a great point guard, he won the NBA championship against the 73 and 9 
Warriors. That's the yeah. only time he had a great point guard. Yeah, he won Kyrie the and Mo Williams. He won. He won the shit with Kyrie. I mean, that's the, so crazy. The I one year, about that. When, the one year <laughs> he had Kyrie. Kyrie got hurt in the first game, like halfway halfway through the first game. He yeah. basically didn't have Kyrie or Kevin Love that first finals. Might as well have had Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> Fred Shout Hoiberg out. probably hit a bucket at least. Shout out <laughs> to the two thousand four Bulls. <laughs> that uh, Fred Hoiberg. Then another, there. I think what could be a big dark horse in this whole thing this summer is Greg Popovich Popovich wanting in on this yeah. because LeBron has the utmost respect, probably the I most think, respect for Greg Popovich over any coach in the league, even his own coach right now, Tyron Lue. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance he signs with them, but I think Popovich is – I think he's going to get a meeting. If anyone's going to give him a good pitch – Definitely get a meeting. If anyone's going to give him a good pitch, it's going to be Pop, but – I don't know if like LeBron's gonna take a job based on basketball reasons. Like, hey, listen, we're gonna run. Yeah. This. no, he's past this. that. Yeah. No, it's like, dude, I'm LeBron. Like, I don't care what offense. I'll take this team to the finals at least. You know. Yeah. I think it's either I to me he's either like thinking about one thing, or two one of two things. He's either thinking how do I beat the Warriors, and in that case, I think you have to go to Houston. I or do it's think like, he's how that do I set up my competitive family? for sure. I do think that is like I think like. I don't think it's all about like no matter what he has what a billion dollar contract with Nike or something. Yeah. Like. yeah. So no matter what he's fine, I do think he competitively competitively wants to destroy Golden State. I hope that. I hope that that's yeah. still a motivation. And then like Le, like Levar Ball and you know it's been a while since I brought up Levar Ball and this was actually very like a I thought good, we were over this bro. This was a good this was a good <laughs> thought though and he was just like he's like now he's like he's like. LeBron's lost too many finals. Like he can't, he can't. He can't afford to lose another finals. No, no, it's not even that. It's not. It's like it. He can't like do what Michael and uh, Kobe did. Like he's already lost that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he lost. He lost too many finals. For sure. Now what he has to do, he has to change the narrative. This is what LeVar Ball said. He has to change the narrative. He has to do something different than them. And what he thinks LeBron has to do is go to another, a third team, and win. And then he's like, if LeBron James can go to a third team, win a title, and say, I've won championships at every franchise I played for, that's like the only thing that he can really stack up any sort of ammo when it comes to, you know, the greatest of all time. I usually yeah. want to hate on LeVar, but that was uh, a that's very probably smart yeah, no, that's statement. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what one I'm of saying. probably one of the smartest things he's ever <laughs> yeah, said. I was and it was, say, that was very smart. And it was funny because he was, you know, he was talking about L.A. and LeBron. He was being his normal self, all, you know, flashy, flashy. And, and then all of a sudden, he just got a serious look on his face. And he just said, he's like, listen, he can't. He's lost too many finals. That's past. You know, yeah. that's not going to happen. He's not going to. He just can't beat his head against the door. And try to do that anymore. Yeah, it's out the window. And the only way Just he can like do it is he brand. has to change the narrative. He's got to change the story. It's not go to the finals and win every time. It's listen. I went to three separate finals or three separate franchises and brought the them team, a championship. And brought him a championship. Yeah, he did what Will Chamberlain didn't do, right? Didn't Will Chamberlain move to like four teams and yeah. only he one with played one team for three teams and only and one with w- the Lakers? Well, he and played he with wa- Philly and L.A. Yeah, no, he also played. He scored a hundred with Philly, yeah. right? He was he was drafted by Golden State. Well, they well, were the Philadelphia Phil- Warriors. Philadelphia Warriors at the time. Yeah, but he, th- only, he only won the championship with the Lakers, right? Uh, he, probably I, one, he probably won one. He probably won one in the seventies. No, yeah, no, I think, I think he won one with Philly and with LA. Yeah, in the seventies. I thought he kept. Uh, you you could be totally right. I'm just thinking back in my yeah. head. I, I think he. I don't kept, know why we're arguing this when we. I just Google. think he kept losing to uh, Boston. 
That yeah. was the thing. Yeah, he and was. And then that's why he went to the Lakers, right? Yep. But yep. maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he beat them. I just uh, know one the one title he won in L.A. was the 71-72, yeah. 33-game How win streak season. How stacked was that team? That's why I'm like, sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe Golden State's not that stacked. But I, 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 they're I, stacked. I, my argument is that their bench team could beat the Bulls right now. He's a two-time NBA champion. Yeah, he the, won with the Philadelphia 76ers in 67. Oh, okay. And then so with one. the Lakers in 72. I mean, the Warriors are stacked. I mean, it's like, even if history, find me a team in history that has four Hall of Famers. They, their four bench guys could start on any team in the league, and their coach has, what, eight rings? He now has eight rings, yes. That's what I'm saying. If we're going by starting five, what do you think they could end up in the East? Who? Three or four? Who? The Golden State bench. The Golden State back five? We're just going by five players. Like, I don't think they'd make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it East? would be different because you – Yeah. No, not, no, no, no. We're, counting the, we're not counting the bench. Like, I'm saying, uh, like, like Chicago's bench doesn't get to be involved. I'm saying, like, Nick Young, Iguodala, and who Sean else? Livingston, Sean Livingston, Jordan Livingston, Bell. And Kevon Looney. So, they're going to get past the Bulls, right? Yeah, I they're mean that, get that past Detroit, right? Those guys can beat those guys can beat people, but, but they don't like, make the playoffs. Maybe not as a unit. All they gotta like, be is the top a, eight, though. Yeah. No. Who's gonna stop them? You just no. need a scorer. Is but the can only you thing. name three teams that their starting five would stop them? Yes. Outside of the the the, the five. I think the Lakers would. No, I mean in the East. Oh, yeah. I'm saying that my whole thing is just like Milwaukee. Their team's too good. Yeah, Milwaukee if they would beat them. Over, like, Miami I, would beat them. All they them. need to do is make the playoffs. Well, so and like, it's different. Miami's I mean, the dynamic. The top five. These are all guys that are supporting players. I know this so is like, kind of a ridiculous. No, no, but maybe what, I just no, don't understand I got, the I got, premise. I got what you're trying to say. I mean, he's saying, you know, like what place if the war if you took away the four guys for the Warriors, what uh -huh. place would the Warriors get in the East? But oh. but the thing but the thing is, and like, no, I'm talking about the Nick Young and Iguodala and all yeah, that. Yeah, what they yeah, would get in the yeah, East. exactly. Everyone, oh, okay, everyone okay. but the big four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 what I was trying to say is like. The, th the dynamic of it, like, these guys only work individually because they have, like, scores that they play right, with. Right. Now, like, that team, like, that's a bunch of people that don't create their own shot. So, like, it wouldn't necessarily work, yeah. like, dynamic or, like, strategically. But it's like all those guys can start on teams, and all of those guys are a lot better than Chicago starters or, you know, uh, Orlando starters or yeah. Atlanta starters. I mean, Atlanta might not beat that team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's there I are some like Orlando, Atlanta, the Bulls, all super bad um, this year. The Charlotte know? Hornets might Brooklyn, not beat them. You know, Brooklyn probably I can forgot be. Brooklyn was a team this year. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, speaking rough. speaking of Brooklyn, real quick, I I have to shout out the only member of the Golden State Warriors that is from the eight one eight. Yep, Nick Young. Yeah, with the greatest quote probably of all time. <laughs> He went from getting snitched on to putting a ring on. I've never been a big Nick Young fan. Is that I've his, always been a Nick was Young that fan. Is that his quote? Yeah. That's so He amazing. said that in the locker room after the game. Yeah. <laughs> he went from being is. snitched on to putting a ring on. I don't know what it is. I, I just would... want to throw out there. She, I haven't seen her in so long. Iggy? Iggy. She just put out, she just put out some yeah. pictures. Christ. Yeah. She just put out some pictures. My buddy sent them to me. I did not know <laughs> that she was that beautiful. Like, She's I really, not. I didn't she even is ugly understand. as hell. Really? She is garbage. What I saw, maybe it was just beautifully put together, but like, she's, well, she's like gorgeous. six feet tall. That's called Photoshop, my friend. Photoshop. Nah, but I mean, Nick man, Young, I, I always used to I say Nick Young's person, like the worst man. Laker ever. 
I was just Smush Parker is the worst Laker. Well, ever. no, that's liter- <laughs> that's literal though. I'm talking about like the guy. Like my thing is like Nick Young's gonna re- be remembered as like a Laker, like a star. And, like, dude, no, he played on the worst Laker team fucking <laughs> ever. I don't think Nick he'll Young be remembered was- as a Laker anymore though. It was, yes, it he wasn't, will. It wasn't that He's long, from L.A. Though. I just remember him as a as a wizard, honestly. I mean, maybe we'll remember, but I don't think in like five, six years when he's still in the league, I don't think anyone's going to be like, yeah, I remember when he was on the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, he's just like, he's a he's a role player that's like a fucking volume scorer. So yeah. it's just like, dude, you can find one of these guys anywhere. It's like a yeah. shitty Ginobili. <laughs> he's half the player Ginobili. that's what i'm saying yeah. like ginobili was like a superstar coming off the bench and nick young's like this guy who just is gonna just throw nick young shots. has a crazy amount of physical physical talent the guy can shoot he's a big player he's you know he's he's and he's a great locker room guy people fucking love him yeah but i just never been a big fan of his the you fact know, that he didn't punch that dude who ratted him out it will never i'll never be able to Snitch accept Russell? it yeah but what happened to that guy? He's on Brooklyn now. He's in Brooklyn. He's in Brooklyn. That's why yeah. I said speaking That's of Brooklyn. That's where he deserves to be. Him That's so Julie. funny. I did not understand why you brought Oliver up Brooklyn. got fucking blackballed out there. Yeah, dude. NBA Siberia, baby. Yeah, it's not good. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, let's just with the with the off season and LeBron talk. Let's just jump right into the the NBA draft. Seven days away. Yep, and uh, the, I, the draft is very, very interesting this year. I've been super excited to talk about it because I think this is like one, arguably the best draft class I've ever seen since 2003. You know, I saw 96, but I didn't really see them like coming out as far as like what kind of you know prospect they were. But this team, this this draft to me has the potential to have you know three or four MVP candidates eventually. You know, yeah, no, I mean this really, really, really talented players, and I think. The part that I'm most excited for is like that eight, nine, ten, you know, area where you have Cleveland, New York, Philadelphia, where these teams have like the potential esta- to change they the have narrative of their franchise. Well, they have an established core. Yeah. That like add one guy, now they could be nice, you know. What yeah, I mean? it you could get- put them over the top. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, this draft class, in my opinion, I think has the chance to. I think it's better than last year's draft class, and everyone. Oh, it's and for everyone, sure better than. I, and everyone was super hyped on this year's draft class. I definitely. Um, I, I there's definitely a lot of production, think, but. I definitely think this has a this draft class has a chance to be better than last year's, but I definitely think that potentially this draft class could be put up against the '84 and then the '96 and '03. Yeah. Yeah, and '03. For sure. But I have a game for and, Tyler. And I think this one's way more similar to '96, whereas they have. Uh, a, a collective a bunch of really good players and a couple standouts whereas like oh three and then this last year very top heavy top heavy like yes i can't argue with you know lebron Melo, bosch and way coming out in the same draft like yeah. obviously that's amazing but they're top heavy so i have a game for tyler i have cbs's latest mock draft uh which came out yesterday june 13th uh, of the first round, I'm going to give you the first three picks of who they think is going to be the top three picks. Okay. And then I have 10 more names highlighted, and I want you to guess where you think they will be drafted. All right. Yeah. And this is going to be, this is going to be such a fun day on TV because, Oh, I'm so excited. Right off the jump from, from, from the first pick, it's like once the first pick goes, it's dominoes. And yeah. it's like 
I just think Phoenix is setting everybody up for shock and awe. You watch. So right it's now, gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. There could be literally so many different ways it goes. Yeah. So the first three picks are the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings, and the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Right now, CBS is projecting that the number one overall pick will be Arizona's DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. The number two overall pick will be Duke's freshman Marvin Bagley the third mm-hmm. going to Sacramento, and then the third pick would be Atlanta's and CBS is projecting Luka Doncic Mm -hmm. as the third overall pick. Yep. So like I said, I got 10 more names. I want you to guess where you think they're going to get drafted. So the first name I have on my list is Oklahoma freshman Trey Young. I think Trey, and I am so happy that this is the first name you brought up because (laughs) I think that he is one of those four guys that could possibly be an MVP candidate. Now, that's very long shot right now because he's a 19-year-old kid, and we don't know how he's going to play in the NBA. But this is a guy like Steph Curry that has game. I mean, yeah. the kid has game. It's he can not, play. It's not, oh, he's got long arms, he could jump, and yada, yada, yada. No, this kid scores 30, and he gets 10 dimes a game. That's what he does. This kid's a, a killer. Um, but he lost a little draft stock in the last half of the year because his team didn't perform well. And I was always I, – I really wanted to see him – with the Knicks because I think the Knicks were just a team of their play. They need that guy to go with Porzingis. I don't think Frank is that guy. Frank's that guy that's like, oh, he's got long arms, he's six yeah. five, and he's athletic. No, he, he, like New York is so smart with basketball. Their fans are the fans are not stupid. No, the fans know what they want, and they they haven't had it for years. They've got their guy Porzingis. They need that guard to go with him, and I think Trey Young's that guy. And they're sitting at that ninth pick looking really good. And I think Trey Young's going to end up falling to him. Um, that's going to be that's going to be lights out. That's okay. going to be an exciting, fun, high scoring team to for New York to have. And I think they'll they'll be they'll be excited about it. All right. So you think he's going to go number nine to the Knicks? CBS has him going number seven to Chicago to the Bulls. That's a t- it, we yeah. will take him. Yeah, Thank which you. that and see, I and see, I think that's I don't like that. I don't okay. like, I don't like that fit at all. You know, they had they got they got Levine, uh, Levine and Chris Dunn there. You know, they're they're working on y- younger guards, uh, and you know, marketing's there. I think you need someone. I think Chicago needs someone to help marketing. So uh, he's not on my list, but. Colin Sexton is who CBS has going to the Knicks. So they do have them taking a point guard. Colin Sexton's no joke. Yeah, no, he's going to be good too. So the next name I have on my list. Yeah, that's bad. That's See, that's bad. That tells you a lot about Frank right there, that they've drafted him last year. Yeah, and they're already going to draft another point guard. Yeah, because he's not. he doesn't have game. Like, you can't just be an athlete. The next name I have on my list is uh, Final Four – or national championship game, most outstanding Jay, player. Jalen Brunson? No. Dante DiVincenzo. Oh, DiVincenzo. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Dante DiVincenzo, where do you think he's going to go in the I first have, round? Let me, I, ha, I have, I have that. I actually have, know the pick. I know exactly where he's going to go. I don't even have to, I don't even have to guess. Let me just find uh, who owns that pick. What, 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 pick do, what pick does San Antonio have? They're taking him. They're not taking him. They no. have 18. They're at eighteen, according to yesterday's mock they're draft. At, they're at eight. He's at eight. They're at eighteen. And so, so where do they have Divin, Like, where do they? They rank have. Him? They have Divincenzo going twentieth overall to Minnesota. Okay, so that's like. And what did you say? Uh, San, San Antonio's at eighteen. 
Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of the – I would say uh, – that's what I would guess without looking is, like, I think DiVincenzo is like a he's, – he's your back third. Right outside the, the lottery – He's yeah, I don't think he's like a like a 15, 16, 17 type of pick, but like that that back third, that 20 to 30 pick, he's going to be he's a good player, you know. Um but I I would love to see him just because uh Nova, you know. Yeah. That's a good that's a good transition from a, a Jay Wright Nova team to a Popovich team and uh I don't know if you know, but San Antonio's guards are about as old as dirt. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, with Dejounte Murray being there, he could be a nice little like backup guard for them. So you think he's a better fit in San Antonio than you do in Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota would be a fi- be fine. I think he's a backup guard. You yeah, know, that's what he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Um, and you know, they could they could use a backup guard. They have D Rose and Jamal, but yeah, you don't know how long those guys are going to last. So that's not a bad pick. All right, and then the next name I got is he was going to be the number one overall pick if he was drafted last year. Hey, dude, these workouts could change things, too. He's he's shooting up. Yeah, so I have the next name on my list is Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, Nathan Hale, baby, Seattle. Yep. Uh, Michael Porter is like – that's another one of those guys that I think is an MVP candidate possibly someday. Uh, He's incredibly skilled. And when all the all this injuries stopped, I was like, you remember that eight, nine, ten pick I was talking about? That's where, dude. If Cleveland gets a hold of Michael Porter, or if Philly got a hold of them, or New York, that could be nasty. That could be nasty, you know. But uh, I think that he's his workouts are going to move him up the draft board. I don't think he's going to, you know, I don't think he's going to drop past four. Um, right on the money. Yeah, or Memphis. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Memphis is the best fit though. Like I really, I I really think. I really, really hope he goes to Sacramento or Atlanta. Uh, to me, if I was Michael Porter Jr., I would be hoping and praying for Atlanta because that's where he's going to be able to take on some responsibility on offense, yeah. get him going. He can start – he can play the three or the four with their players. Um, I would like to see Michael Porter in Atlanta because they need, they need best talent available. Do you think, like, the new guys come on and they think, like, where am I going to get the most playing time? Or do you think they're like, man, depends I want to get – Yeah, it depends on who. Get to, uh, but, like, when you get to that top four, you know what I mean? Like, are they – Like, do, do you think have, they uh, have a choice? They don't want to get drafted and sit on the bench. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. so are they more interested in going to Minnesota or are they more interested Some if, people like, LeBron s- stayed in Cleveland and they end up there Yeah, later it picks? depends. That's what I would say, you know, like, because European kids, like, I don't think they give a shit. They just no, want to get drafted. They drafted. They're just play. happy to be there, right? Ha- they want to be there. There's some kids that are like, you know – if if you grew up in in the hood or something, you might right, want to right. get out, or you might look at like Demar Derozan, for example. Perfect I think, example. I think Demar loves Toronto because it's not the hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I don't want to be he's like, like I'm around made that it. shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made it. Where, whereas like there's you know, and then there's other dudes that, like like could be like fuck Toronto. Like I don't yeah. want yeah, yeah. I don't want to play in Toronto or Minnesota. Like I don't want to go play there. Yeah. Um, so and so, well, it's you hear Atlanta. you hear a lot you hear a lot of a lot of the times with like top overall draft picks in any sport saying they're not going to work out for certain teams because they don't want to be drafted by them. Yeah, I, and I definitely think people like. They'll go to certain teams and work out bad. Are know? there any? Um, oh yeah, real elite European players. There's in this the yes, pick? there is the the number one. Ever. He won like Euro Euro League MVP this year. He won the championship this year. Is he this be kid's like nineteen. Top three or? They think he's gonna go top three. Yeah, oh, I wow. personally think. Please tell me. I about was setting this it up What's earlier, but I per- Luka, Luka Doncic. Doncic. But I personally think he's gonna go number one. <laughs> 
I think he's going to go number one. So, all right, the next name I have on my list, he's a local guy. I played against him in high school. Yeah. He was a freshman. I was a Sierra, senior. Sierra Canyon. No, Campbell Hall. Oh, okay. So I don't know who this is. You definitely know who this is because he has two brothers that have played in the NBA. Oh, Holiday. Aaron Holiday. Oh, I thought you were going Bagley with this, but no. I, I didn't know. No, I uh, no, okay. Bagley's too I, young for me to play against. I got them. I got yeah, I got you. Yeah, so yeah. The sense. Holiday brothers are, are yeah, nice. I, yeah. Freak so, genetics. Yeah. And their, UCLA, their mom's the athletic director of Campbell. And I'm pretty sure the women's basketball coach yeah, there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so where do you think Aaron Holiday is going to go? You know, or where do you think CBS is projecting him to go? Oh man, CBS. I mean, I, I would, I would assume CBS has him like right outside the lottery, like 13, 14, 15, 16, somewhere a little bit further down, a little bit further. Yeah. See, so I don't have him as like, he's, he's similar to the Nova kid. Whereas I, I don't think he has the potential to be like your starting guy or something, something you can lean on. I don't think he's drew. It's very interesting that you say he's very similar to Dante DiVincenzo because CBS has him getting picked right after Dante DiVincenzo at 21 with Utah. I think these guys have ceilings. Like, their best ceiling could be, like, a starter, like a solid starter. But I think more likely, more than likely these guys are going to be the third or the fourth guard. You know, they might be the first guard off the bench. Um, they might be the fourth guard in the rotation, so they're playing. But I don't think those guys are going to – they don't have huge – I definitely think he's more of a what, – what's his name? Aaron Holiday. Oh, Aaron. What's what's the other – Justin? Justin and – Yeah, I think he's more of a Justin than a Drew. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't okay. think – I think Drew is absolutely the guy that has the best game. So, I mean, is if that's when – you know. So, I mean, I could go San Antonio again. Uh, <laughs> San Antonio would be – San Antonio would be another great pick. I think they're going to try and upgrade the guard position at, definitely. That, at that 18th pick. But, uh, I mean, it would be dope to see him drop to 25. Yeah. I'll take him. Hey, you keep know, him local. Keep him local. Go to go to LA. All right. And then what what Clippers have two lottery Clippers picks. have two back-to-back picks. So that that's another that's another one like, you know, if they if they like him and and he's and he's looking good, you know, he could be taken a little early with what 13 14 or uh 12 13. 12 13, yeah. So, next name I have on my list, also a local guy, went to USC, DeAnthony Melton. Yeah, see, I don't know Melton too well. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I know who he is, but like, I, it's not the the rest of these guys. I like know who these. You don't know, I know his their game, game like they that. Have, yeah, I don't know his game like so that. So they have they have De- CBS has DeAnthony Melton projected to go number thirtieth overall to Atlanta. Okay. And what 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 is, he's like a forward? He's a shooting guard. Shooting guard. Yeah. See, like I, I straight up, I don't know if I've even seen him play. Yeah. Yeah. Can I All ask right. you guys one question real quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> What would it like if a person was like uh, that caliber of a top five draft pick? What if they just wanted to go into free agency? Can they just do that? No, you no, have to be drafted. Well, you have to you have to declare for the draft. Yeah. to be in the but NBA. even if you played uh, a year in college and then you're like, no, nah, I don't want to go into the draft. No, you, you have to you have to declare for the draft. You, you have to declare, and then it's like. So even if you like you did your one year in college and you're like, I'm gonna go overseas for a year and then, then came you, back. Well, then, then, then you would lose your amateur status. Then you would be able to sign as a free agent. Yeah. But before you went over to Europe, you would be put in the draft, and someone could draft the rights to you. Because I was yeah. just thinking about the NFL. Like, uh, what was it? Eli Manning, who just was like, nah. Yeah. Uh, he just said yeah. no to, like, yeah. the team. John Elway. Yeah. John Elway. It's happened so a couple times. Like, what if they yeah. – Joey Bosa Has that ever happened in the NBA? Where they're just like, I won't play for this franchise? Yeah. Nah. Nah, I don't think so. That's nah. so crazy. Yeah. Because, well, it's different. Like, I mean – 
honestly, like Eli Manning, it, it was because of their ownership, San Diego's ownership. Oh, okay. I mean, San Diego's ownership was like like notorious for being just terrible people. Yeah. Basically running a business, not a football team. Well, and look then, at what they did when they moved them to LA. And then, jo- yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, and then, and I don't think they have them anymore. No, they, it's still the Spanoses. Yeah, and then Joey Bosa. Their new star defensive player, his mom tweeted out in the middle of the season or in the middle of his rookie year, was like, "We should have pulled an Eli Manning." Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, you know that, that's awesome. But that, so that that like particular thing, I think, had to do more with like ownership rather than like not want like why would you not want to play football in San Diego? Yeah, it'd be amazing. You know? Yeah. Like, All right. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no you're good. No, that's uh, that's no. a good question. Just, uh, I've never, I've never. Seen, it'd be it would be crazy to see you know an NBA player do that. That'd be that would be interesting because normally I mean, at the top end it's like clear like this guy's one this guy's you know th- here here the one I could probably compare it to unfortunately is Lonzo and Lavar and with Lavar saying he's only working out for the Lakers basically brainwashed everybody yeah they how just, are like, the two kids are they doing anything. It's not, it's not, it hasn't it's gone not looking great. good right it hasn't, now. It hasn't, it hasn't <laughs> it's not gone looking great. good. I feel bad because at first I was like rooting against them, but now that I haven't heard anything about They're them, kids. I'm like, now I'm like, man, I don't want them kids to lose. Yeah. I just wanted the dad to <laughs> yeah, lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that, yeah, that I think was, you're in the majority. Yeah, I definitely think you're in the majority. But now I haven't heard about them in a minute. So yeah, I'm I mean, like, I don't think, I think. I mean, I've always said I think LiAngelo needs to go to the NFL, and Lamelo better hope there's some good players in this JBA because. If, if Lamelo is the only good player, and there's a bunch of six-six centers, it's just a joke. It doesn't yeah. mean shit. Yeah. It's so up. let's keep rolling. Yeah. So the next player I got is Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. All right. And you want me to try and figure out where he's going? Yeah. Oh my god. I'll tell you they have yeah, him. I'll I tell mean, you they have him late. Another, yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's another guy that I think is like you know flirting with that probably the back third. Um, definitely the back third. I, d- I definitely don't want L.A. Uh, it's you know? honestly probably quite the opposite of LA in terms of the NBA. Yeah, Boston. Very good. Yeah, I mean that was uh, honestly <laughs> before you even said that I was like it could be Boston because Boston's so good at just taking talent where it lies, you know, and finding a good piece somewhere. Yeah. Um, that could be a good one. All right, the next name I have on my list is Zaire Smith, the freshman from Texas Tech. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a player. Where do you think they have him going? Mock drafts? Yeah. Uh, mock draft, I'm going to go uh, probably like early 20s, 20 to 25. Definitely 20 to 25. Definitely 20. Do they, they don't have him going to the lake show, do they? They have him going to the lake show. I was like, I feel like he's bringing it up now because it's the Lakers. <laughs> he could play. That would be dope. I mean, yeah. I would be down with that. But I, I, do, I, don't, I definitely don't think the Lakers are drafting a guard. That just doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't make sense for them. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we really only have two guards on the team, but, but you know, we're probably going to sign somebody. You know, I think we get a veteran at that guard spot. Yeah, but also Brandon Ingram turned into a secondary ball handler. Exactly, and Josh Hart developed well. And, yeah, definitely. And obviously, Lonzo. All right, the next name I have on my list is somebody you despise. Oh, God. <laughs> and his name is Grayson Allen, the senior from Duke. I knew it. This motherfucker, dude. He's going to get drafted by the, the L.A. ballers Can you in the tell JBA. me why uh, you don't like him? Because he's, yeah, he's a North I, Carolina I guy. About, oh, you just don't like him because uh, the, the team he played for? Duke? Yeah. The fucking the okay. Antichrist, dude? Yeah. Or, I thought maybe there was something nah, like dude, did. okay, so Grayson Allen. Right. Uh, well, Grayson Allen is also like somewhat of a dirty player. This, kid, this was a kid that went from, like, a spoiled brat to an all-American basketball player. Is he just, like, a scrapper? 
No, he's no. no, he's an oversized guard that can shoot the ball. He's smart. Um, he's got good size. He has a really good game. It's his like fiery nature. It's his attitude. His attitude. He comes off a little bratty sometimes. It was he, like he, that, he tripped uh, kids. He, he was sounds like kids. that dude um tried to compare himself to Aaron Rodgers. Like everybody in the draft made a mistake. Was it the oh. UCLA quarterback oh, or something? Oh, Josh Rosen. Yeah, I'm it like, was. Everybody just hates that guy. He just. I love him. That. I'm a UCLA guy. Okay, I love yeah. Josh you Rosen. You like that guy? So, yeah. So, I just like, he came off as like super like, I'm like, why are you arrogant for no reason? Like, yeah, you see, haven't really done well, anything. Yeah, I mean, he was, He's he also was a, a trust fund baby. That's what I'm saying. Player. So I'm like, he gives, it's like, I feel like people That's don't a good like example. him because of that. That is a good example. That's a good comparison to Grayson Allen though. Because. Outside of like, Rosen never had the like on tape seeing him like trip kids like Grace yeah. Allen did like Grace Allen got benched because he was tripping kids yeah <laughs> like, like he tripped blatantly in like... a game yeah <laughs> up, multiple, an opponent. Time, multiple yeah. times multiple times and coach K benched him like a kid would go baseline and he would just trip him out that's yeah awesome. basically yeah no that's 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 literally what happened it was crazy that's so where, where do you think Grayson Allen's gonna get drafted oh man Grayson Allen god that this could be this could be dangerous because like I think some teams, if he's – I don't know how big he is. How tall is he? He's like 6'7". Yeah, he, I mean, he can play two guards in the NBA for sure. Some teams want him. No, he's going to get drafted. I mean, I think he's going to be a first-round pick. And I actually think he's probably in the uh, in the top 20. Um, he is not in the top 20. They don't have him in the top 20? See, no. I think because really? I think he's going to be one of those guys that moves – like, not necessarily moves up boards, but, like, on draft day, they're going to be like, oh, wow, they, they you know, they rolled with him. It, yeah. Like, similar to, like, when – Golden State took Mike Dunleavy third overall. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, so they so they do have him outside of the, the top twenty. Out of the top twenty five. Okay. Yeah. See, I I just I don't I don't really buy that. Um, as far as his game, like you know, you could see someone like I would love to see like Detroit Pistons need need like outside shooting. Um, they they need you know they need guards. They're on a new regime. They got all the big guys in the world. They could space the court out. Um, you know, he could he could go to a pop you know a Popovich scenario where you know I think a good, a good strong coach could uh, take a take a guess on him. Let's fix fix the Bulls, Tyler. Fix the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the, what, what are the Bulls you. are picking seventh? Yeah, he's not going seventh. Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, well, like I said earlier, you want to fix the Bulls, you you draft someone to play with Markinen on the block. So I mean I like for me it w- with Chicago on my big board I'm look I'm hoping Mo Bamba might draft Muhammad Bamba might fall mm-hmm. I'm looking at Rick Wagner from Michigan and I'm looking at Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke those are the guys if I if I'm if I'm Chicago that's who I'm looking at because okay. I think I, I think you need someone physical um, that can complement marketing yeah. because marketing is a seven footer playing power forward yeah it's like Anthony Davis yeah yeah and so. Uh, yeah, man. As far as like the, I don't know. I don't know what team I. I could CBS like. has Grayson Allen getting drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers, which is very interesting to me. That could be a great pick. That's what, what I'm what, saying. Where's that pick at? Twenty six. Twenty six. And I don't have the list of the draft picks in front of me. That's why I'm, I'm like oh, I searching them, for no, like no, what exact team. Obviously. But uh, yeah, that's that's where you know that I kind of saw him as a top twenty pick, and I think Grayson Allen's going to go in those fifteen to twenty. You know, right, but I mean, right. after like, um, I don't, I hate the draft. Like, uh, <laughs> I think Bill Burr said it best. He's like, you could figure all that out tomorrow. Yeah, no, and you your just, phone will tell you everything. Yeah, you can read but, the, all um, the results. Like, uh, I just, I just never followed college. That's just kind of my excuse to not follow the draft because yeah. I just don't take the time. But um, 
I was just wondering, but like after, because so many weird things probably happen in the first 12, right? Yeah. yeah. After that, it probably gets crazy, right? It, no one really knows what's happening after the lottery, I don't think. I think after the first five, I don't think anybody yeah. knows what's then happening. But this draft yeah. right here, this is draft it, right this here. This is a big <laughs> draft. This, to me, this it is a could huge be, draft. Yeah. Because, and like I said a little bit earlier, but I think like Phoenix at number one is going to start some crazy dominoes. You know what I mean? Because, uh, okay. like, they're either going to go Iton, which everyone thinks they're going to go to, or, you know, they could go the, – their coach that they just signed coached that European kid, Luka Doncic. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So I personally think they're going to take Luka, Luka Doncic. Now, they may not take him number one. They may trade back. But right after right after Phoenix, like, Sacramento could go Michael Porter Jr., and then, like, all of a sudden you've got you've got Doncic at third or Aiton at third. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be interesting to see where it goes. So I got two more names for you. All right. And you've mentioned both of them in – your Just last passing. couple of breaths. Yep. <laughs> uh, the first name is Muhammad Bamba. Mo Bamba is going to be such a clutch pickup um, by anybody. There's there's four great centers in this draft, uh, and he's definitely one of them. Yes. He's, he's a he's a shot blocking machine. Uh, I really hope he goes to Dallas. Uh, they have him. CBS has him going not Orlando. five but six Orlando. to Orlando. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't think I don't think Mo Bamba um, falls past Orlando because first of all I agreed. Think, first of all, I think Sacramento needs a center. F- Phoenix needs a center. Memphis doesn't really need the center. So like Memphis is really the only team in the top five. That I think Memphis does need a center because I think they need to start preparing for life without Mark Gasol. If I if I'm if I'm Memphis, I'm taking Miles Bridges. But I'm a big Miles Bridges fan. Miles, I think Miles Bridges could be a great fit for I'm a, Memphis. I'm a big Miles Bridges fan, and I just think he fits that brand of basketball that they've played in years. That grit past. and grind. But that's like living in the past. So, you I know, was gonna like, say I am living in the past because I'm just like Gasol and Randolph. Yeah, but in no, their prime is like one of the best things to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I love those. But two. I know it's. I, I get what you're it's saying. It's, it's it's but, over, man. But but Gasol's still there, and he's he productive. Is. Um, they still got Conley. He's still productive. So it's like, if Miles Bridges could step in and be that four, he could be their Zebo. You know, he could be their yeah. Zebo. But as far as Mo Bamba goes, I'm super excited to see where he goes. It'd be awesome to see him go to Dallas, stay in Texas. Yeah. Um, you know, play play with Nerlens a little bit. He's a little limited offensively, so like him and Nerlens aren't necessarily. But I think good. they could work. But on like that. him and Aaron Gordon, you know, that could be like, nasty. That, that that could be something. And then obviously, I think Chicago. If like Chicago's sitting at seven, he's there. They're taking him. I don't think any doubt any doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. And then the last name that I have, uh, you mentioned him in the same breath as Mo, Mo Bamba earlier, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., the freshman from Duke. Not Rick Wagner. No, not Rick Wagner. That's my guy, <laughs> man. Uh, Wendell Carter is is crazy talented. Uh, he's like one of the he's one of the sleeping gems in the draft because he played alongside. Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley, Grayson Allen, and Grayson Allen, and all these guys. Um, I think he would have been the best player on the team if Marvin Bagley didn't decide to skip his senior year of high school and go to Duke. Yeah. Um, so Wendell Carter, kind of, you know, like I said, I just named all those teams in those slots where I think those are where all the centers are going to go. Uh, Wendell Carter, though, I think is probably the third behind Aiton and, and Bamba. I think he's like probably the third center. Yeah. Third center to go off the board. So I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to go with Chicago. Nope. No? Cleveland. Cleveland. At yeah. eight. Yeah, Cleveland's going to take the best player available. 
they have to. Yeah, I don't. Th- they, you know, they're not gonna. They're they're not someone where I'm sitting like, oh, that'd be a good fit. That'd be a good fit. Now they got to take the best player available. Colin Sexton, Jaron Jackson Jr., Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter. You know, that's kind of like the mix of guys I think that they're staring at right now. Yeah. So yeah. So the draft is a week away. Uh, so we will have a full recap of it. Um, not next week, but the week after. Yeah. Philly, Philly at ten, man. That's a that's a scary pick. They have they have them taking Mikael Bridges. Bridges? Yeah. yeah. From uh, Nova. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I I like when I did my little mock of the first ten. I, I I went Kevin Knox. Okay. I think Kevin Knox is a good like three four player that they don't they don't really have players of that position. Yeah. You know, like Robert Covington's more of like a a perimeter player. He's not, yeah, but like, he's a three and D guy. He's not really yeah. all around. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like I think Kevin Knox is like a nice little young forward piece that complements you know the you know the big two. Yeah. But all right, let's do a quick uh, NFL offseason update. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the fact that Earl Thomas, Aaron Donald, Julio Jones, Le'Veon Bell, and David Johnson are probably the biggest names right now holding out. Yeah. Obviously, Earl Thomas on your team, yeah. Aaron Donald on my team. What's going to happen? I think all but one of those guys will probably like end up playing. And the only reason I'll say all but one is because, I mean, odds are I think maybe one of these teams makes a move, but – for the most part, I just think this is always smoke and mirrors. It doesn't. It's not really anything. Yeah. Because for the most part, I think these teams ended up sign. They end up signing these players because yeah. they need them. You know what I mean? I I hope to God that Seattle pays Earl Thomas. I mean, they would just be so stupid if they didn't. Well, you you said that you think only one of these names could be on the move. I think it's either going to be Earl Thomas or Julio Jones that's on the move. Yeah. It's like why would you? What? Like, why would you get rid of Julio Jones? You just – That's, mean, un, that's you know, insane and, to me. And they just drafted a wide receiver, so it's like, oh, that's an easy out. Like, how they don't – you know, no. That's, they drafted him to be alongside Julio. Um, their whole team has revolved around the passing game. We got Sark Dog coming in, <laughs> Sarkeesian. Uh, Fuck Sark. Uh, and so, like, you know, I don't think those guys are in any danger of, of leaving their team. Honestly, like, I hate to say it, but I would have thought Donald you – know, Donald – would be the one just because I don't understand how and they that, and that's the same that's the same like why the fuck would you get rid of this guy just because you got like and people are like, oh well they just got Sue and you know they need to put money in other position groups and blah 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 fuck but it's that like, he's nah. the reigning defensive player of the year well and you just like you just built a whole team or like you can't just take out the guy that your team's built around you know you're, yeah your whole defense is predicated on you getting pressure up the middle. Exactly. Every single other piece on that team, all other ten guys, are they are planning you to have pressure up the middle, and then that's where they start their planning. You know exactly. I mean? You can't take that piece away, and you're going to lose your whole identity. Yeah. But Earl Thomas, uh, I think he's for sure coming back. I just, I, I like hope Cam, so. Cam Chance, you know, uh, I was talking to my roommate about this other other day. I was like, "What's the longest? You know, like what's the worst case scenario for Earl?" And he said like week three or four, and I hope to God it doesn't take to oh, the regular season. For it him better to sign. not. But but that's what Cam Chancellor did, and we yeah. ended up paying him. So it wouldn't shock me if Aaron Donald went into the regular season. I was like, I'll take one game, Earl. You get one game off, and then <laughs> you got you got to be back because we need him. Yeah, he's the heart and soul of that defense. He's the best. He's the best free safety in the game. And then another another quick headline. Obviously, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman. He's been suspended four games for PEDs. He is uh, appealing it. 
He's coming off injury. This he, isn't surprising to yeah, me. Duh, he had to take steroids or come back from an injury. Yeah. My favorite quote, uh, I believe it's from Josh Wolf, the comedian, and he tweeted, um, if you're 5'10 and white and uh, you're on the Patriots, hey, don't forget, Julian Edelman's Jewish, tonight. too. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You will but uh, I don't know, man. He, like, I, I, I think he, these guys, like, they, I don't know what it is about the Patriots, but they pick these little guys who take these, like, cross routes and they get rocked. Football so I'm players. just like, man, I could only imagine not taking PEDs <laughs> and not taking every CBD possible and not yeah. taking all the painkillers and yeah. then trying to show up. But I don't know how much he was taking or the exact, uh, he like was taking is, something. Obviously, I mean, it's something. Yeah, he was taking it's something like, he wasn't supposed to, for sure. The guy was a special teams player, and now he's, like, a notable There's NFL a, star. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, so it's kind of the classic, like, he's probably been taking him for a while, and he just got caught. What's funny is I saw a bunch of stuff after it came out of, like, there's been, like, talk of, like, hey, like, is he on something? Never, like, anything, like, serious. for sure and serious, but it's like... It wouldn't shock because me because he wasn't if he was. a big name. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like went under the radar forever. But now he's been with the Patriots for eight seasons. It's always and yeah. Funny, on the uh, field. You so. notice like if he happens to fade away, like then everybody would be like, yeah, we always kind of knew he was on something. But exactly. right now everybody's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then the the biggest, probably the biggest headline yeah. coming out of yeah. the NFL offseason so far Stoke. is. Andrew Luck threw a football for in front of the media for the first time in Jesus. a long time. That headline's good and bad because it's good that he's throwing a football, but it's bad that the headline is him throwing a football. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh fuck, our quarterback can throw. <laughs> like, I should, I should hope so. Like, but uh, shout out, shout out to my good friend uh, Corey Holbert. We need to get him on the show soon because he's into all of this stuff. He's a big Colts fan. He thinks the Colts are going to go ten and six this year. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Andrew Luck fan, like huge. I think he's the best. He's the best college prospect I've ever seen. Like, there's never been someone coming out of college football that I thought was better than Andrew Luck. Better than Rex Grossman? A little bit better than Rex Grossman. <laughs> Definitely better I mean, than Rex guy, Grossman. It's, it's better just than like, Kyle Orton. I mean, it's just like this: six seasons. Uh, he missed the last two. They didn't go to the playoffs. He played all four of the uh, every game of the first four seasons. They went to the playoffs and won playoff rounds yeah every year uh 10 and 6 i don't know about 10 and 6 but if if andrew luck's on the field they are a they're a threat to be you know a winning football team which For can sure. get you into the playoffs i definitely think that with andrew I also, luck back but I'm also when's back, the last time he played two years ago jesus but i'm also i don't like the colds um i love andrew luck but i hate the colds because i mean i've said this a couple times on the show but the colds their disrespect to the backup quarterback position <laughs> has costed them three seasons for sure in the, in the last 10 they've thrown away three seasons because they just completely don't give a fuck about backup quarterbacks like dude have a backup like yeah you lost peyton manning for a year you didn't win you know you ended up being the worst team in the league and you got the first pick you lost andrew luck for two years didn't they have a winless or like a one win or maybe win they win? went one win one win you know it's like dude if you had a backup for all three of those seasons you probably would have been like fighting around 500 yeah you know what i mean Just like a, a serviceable backup because they had good players it's like it's not like they, they were have ty hilton he's one of the best receivers in the game yeah and it's like they had you know they have players you know that's a good that's a good franchise they build well they always have good linemen they have players you know on defense that no one's ever heard of. Um, yeah. But they always have a star quarterback, and they always just completely dismiss the backup quarterback. And it's came back to bite them three times now, and they still don't care. It's like, fuck, man. Just, like, have a good backup quarterback. Like, don't – you know, I just think they disrespect 
the, the you know just thinking that your guy's going to be there every week is not a good you have to have two quarterbacks yeah so that i mean that's that's the nfl offseason update for you guys for this week all righty uh now we're going to jump into what greg has been waiting for the whole show <laughs> yeah. why we brought him here in the first place our ufc insider so i'm definitely not really into ufc mixed martial arts and all of that tyler's into it a little bit more did, than i am did you guys see the the last fight no we didn't i didn't even know there was a fight you help Oh, I thought you saw it. Yeah, Yoel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but look, so I mean, just a little because we're introducing uh, yeah, UFC. Um, you know, my background as far as you know, like I, I've 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 watched fighting for yeah, a long, for I've the watched part of it, my life. but I'm not really into I'm it. Not, I'm not someone that knows. You know, I don't know a ton. I'm not. You know, like people people love this stuff. Um, but I know you know your shit. You know, yeah, we have some conversation about we got yeah. some conversations about it, and so I love watching people fight. <laughs> as far as like, <laughs> see as the that basic. That's part one of, of the things. That's one of the things for me is like, it's not that I don't find it appealing. It's something that I've never understood about like boxing and MMA and UFC. Is in all the sports that I've ever played growing up, as soon as there's blood, it's everything Stop. stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's Nico. Nico says. When I say that to Nico, he's like, dude, people like you got to understand, like violence breeds violence. Like if you're around violence, you're going to like be all right with it. If you're not like around it all the time, it's going to yeah. make you uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't say that it makes me uncomfortable, but it's like to me, it's like everybody There's knows some, about all the health stuff with like blood, touching blood and open wounds and all of that. Yeah. So it's like to me, that's what I don't get well, about the sport. not going out there with herpes, man. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. And at this, and at this, and at UFC levels, it's it's obviously different. But yeah. Um, but no, yeah. I just think uh, as far as the media, they go pretty up and down with fighting. But this yeah, is a for crazy, sure. This is a crazy time for the sport too. This I think it's definitely yeah. on the it's up like, and up right now. No, I, uh, I mean UFC, I think it's plateaued. UFC is in their like um, plateau stage. Kind they're of. a. Um, I don't want to say plateau. They're in like their um, purgatory. Well, just try to make a scene on Instagram and like try to be like you know everybody's trying to be Conor McGregor, and then boxing is just quietly having the best time they've ever had yeah. in like a yeah. decade. Yeah. And see, the reason why I say plateau is because I felt in like 2007, 2008, 2009, UFC rocketed so fast, it got so popular yeah. that I was like, whoa, you know, this could absolutely leapfrog soccer and hockey. And jump into maybe one of the top four sports and eventually be, you know, it was so, I mean, the the growth of the league in that era was, was so huge. massive. You what year all, were you saying? I was saying like. 07, right, 08, 09. Oh, right, yeah. That's when, to me, you know, as someone that didn't like watch it religiously growing up, that's when like I was introduced to the whole world yeah, that it was. for sure. And you kind of started to see the marketing change. The, you know, the athletes started marketing themselves a little differently. The athletes were better. Uh and and now like now I don't feel like they're any threat to like jump over hockey. No, and I soccer think it's right its own now. lane. But but it yeah. still it still has the potential to do UFC that. UFC wants to be part of that. Like that like a lot of things happen. Um, the issue is the athletes. The best athletes are still playing these like, team yeah. sports. You know, yeah. like uh, UFC the whole time like they bought I think UFC for something like a million dollars. And yeah. they sold it for four billion. Yeah, yeah that's same crazy. guys that owned it from the beginning sold it for four billion. Dana White's still a part of it, but like, so you know, Chuck Liddell, that was an era. But then you go like, I don't know, what was that? Eight, ten years later, and then you get you get Brock Lesnar, Rashad you got, Evans, 
Rampage. But I'm saying the the money makers. Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Ronda Rousey, and then Conor McGregor. And then right before they sold it, Lesnar popped for steroids. Ronda Rousey gets head kicked and she's she's gone. Yeah. And then they sell the co- they sell the company based on Conor McGregor. And then now they've kind of had a dip for like ever since uh, like a year, year and a half. Well, so yeah, since so, Nick, since since Nate and and Connor. Yeah, basically. I mean, like no, the first uh, one. Uh, the second one was basically every time Connor's fought, he broke a UFC record. <laughs> yeah, money, money wise. Yeah, yeah money yeah. wise. For sure. Okay. So yeah, we're so we got some questions yeah. ready for yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah, we're I'm we're sorry. gonna no 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 that was good. No, that was good. Go like no, a, we're, no, that's good. We're trying to that's, <laughs> we're trying to set the stage. Dana White we, history. I, we're basically <laughs> trying to get you to educate us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. On the on the UFC. Honestly, we basically already covered my first question because my my first question was what's the difference between the UFC in 2008 and the UFC today. Yeah, so and I mean, you basically you basically I mean, just covered it. Well, yeah. Now everybody's uh, everybody's trying to be Connor. So everybody, uh, Kobe Covington, who won over the weekend, who everybody hates, he's become the villain of the UFC. He he said uh, he's just, he just goes around talking shit, and he's he's like a hundred. He fights at 170 pounds. He talks shit about uh, Verdum, who is a UFC heavyweight. He yeah, talks shit yeah. about John Jones, who's the baddest man on the planet. Jo- John Jones, arguably to me, is probably the greatest he UFC is fighter the greatest. ever. There's not even a question. He is the greatest heavy. He's the greatest fighter ever, and he's going to come back and probably fight Brock Lesnar at heavyweight. Oh my goodness! That's like a big thing that's most likely going to happen. But this Kobe Covington guy, he goes around, he makes these videos, he talks. He said he was going to f- smack Joe Rogan. <laughs> And then he just kissed him on the head after the fight. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this dude, he makes these videos, and he's, like, flexing, he's talking all this trash. He used to be uh, roommates with um, John Jones when they were in, in college wrestling. Oh, wow. So he talks trash about him, trash about this guy. He told he said all Brazilians are trash. <laughs> and Brazil has a huge... And so then he fought... The mark he, the... fought uh, um, he fought a Brazilian in Brazil and beat him. Oh. And then recently, like, his trash-talking got him a number one contender shot. He fought this guy, uh, Rafael Dos Sanjos, yep. and he kept calling him Rafael Del Nachos. Yep. And, like, like he beat the brakes off this guy. He was like Nick Diaz, if, if Nate, Nick R. Nate Diaz, because, they, you know, their whole thing is pressure and they just keep swinging. But every time he'd get in any trouble, he would just take him down. So he's like them with wrestling. Okay. So, like, this guy, Dos Anjos is known because he just breaks people. His pressure, pressure, pressure. He did that to that guy. So, he like is, and now he's going to fight for the title against Tyron Woodley, and he got there by talking trash. Normally, you'd have wow. to beat, like, five people. He beat, like, one or two people. But he just, UFC knows he's going to bring a draw to the pay-per-view, yeah, and that's so the they're putting thing. him like, on the card. CM Punk, the wrestler, yeah. after he's already lost one fight, yeah. opened up the card. And got the the brakes beaten off. See, it's interesting you bring up CM Punk because that goes into my first question. Yeah, yeah. So, Greg Hardy, former NFL player, was just recently awarded a UFC contract after winning his debut fight in 57 seconds. But it wasn't a, it was on the Ultimate Fighter, so it doesn't count. Whatever. No, 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 I know what you mean. I I just meant like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a professional fight as far as like on a card. But he was, but he was awarded a UFC contract because he won. Did he, did he officially win the show? I, didn't, I haven't watched the show. That, uh, I don't think he won every, the show. I think he won a contract. I think he won a fight. 
No, from everything I read, he won the won a contract with UFC oh, really? now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a contract. A lot of them do after the show ends. Yeah, it's not just the winner lose. gets it. Right. It's like but the I, top didn't, three I didn't. Or four I didn't guys. know he won. I, I didn't even know the show was over. I haven't so, really paid attention. And then you br- you brought up CM Punk. So CM Punk, former WWE wrestler, he just got annihilated in his second match. What are your thoughts on other athletes attempting to become legitimate UFC fighters? Well, CM Punk. What everybody needs to know is he's not an athlete. At all. He yeah. has no athletic background. He has no, he doesn't wrestle. He can't box. He can't do anything. It was just a guy <laughs> trying to do something he was a, ridiculous. He's marketing himself and as a fighter. And then now he, he, like, after he's lost again, he's like putting out these tweets and all this stuff. Like, we're supposed to look at him as like this brave person. He got paid $7 million to go get his ass kicked. If you gave me $7 million, I'd let somebody punch me in the face. Dude, you could beat the fuck out of me. Like, <laughs> I don't care. So, I mean, so, yeah. So, put me in a ring with Tyler for like 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, no, it's like, I, I don't mean, think I th- he's brave, but Greg Hardy's obviously a freak. What I was going to ask you guys, what is he officially convicted of? I don't think he was. D- DV, domestic violence? Yeah, it was domestic. It was a domestic violence issue. I, he, I, he beat up. I don't know he if he was. I don't girl. know. I don't know. No, I don't think he beat her up. I think he like threw her on the bed with a bunch of guns on the well, bed and, type and, thing. And this, and this oh, girl, this, this, is the se- this is the second guy that's done this to this girl, too. This girl is oh, Nell- okay. Nelly's. See, that's when it gets so Nelly's crazy. Ex-girlfriend. Oh, for real? Yeah, this is Nelly's ex-girlfriend. Wait, the oh, one who I didn't dated know that. Mayweather? Or is this a possibly? I mean, possibly. Because the one chick dated Mayweather and then got with Nelly, so I'm just like, wait, she left Who Nelly knows? and then yeah. got with another dude. But all I know, probably not. I don't all know. I know is Greg Hardy is certified crazy. Yes. He's not up there. He is He's not crazy. all up there. He you looks see crazy. Too. What happens to football people players. like him? And because like we've done the football experiment in UFC before. Yeah. Uh, Matt Mitrione. He's a. Uh, He's killing it right now. Apparently, though. Um. He's on the. What was it? Didn't he just lose? Uh, he's he part of that. He's big, part of that heavyweight. The only he, reason I know this is because he's a friend of Pat McAfee, and I listen to the Pat I can't McAfee remember show. If he, uh, if he won, he's part he of that beat? heavyweight Grand Prix though in Bellator, and he. I think he's yeah, fighting can you for the look belt. It up because what, what are we no, yeah, up? he beat Big Country, so yes, yeah, he, he is, is fighting, fighting for the belt. belt. And then Chael Sonnen's fighting Fedor. Yeah, so he's fighting uh, Matt Mitrione's fighting Bader, and then uh, Fedor, you like. Just legend in MMA is fighting uh, Chael Sonnen, the best trash talker ever. Yeah. And uh, But what were we talking about? Oh, Greg Hardy. So my whole thing about him is uh, I don't think his athleticism is just – it's like uh, Brendan Schaub, who has a huge podcast, a fighter and the kid, former UFC heavyweight, one ultimate uh, – got to the end an ultimate fighter and then got knocked out by big country and had some Fuck success yeah. in the UFC. <laughs> Joe Roy Rogan Nelson. told him live on the air to quit fighting. Who told him? Joe Rogan. Oh, wow. Because they're best friends. He told them live on the air. Schaub. And it took like an hour. He told Brendan Schaub to stop fighting for an hour. Wow. On live air on something millions of people are listening to. And Brendan Schaub got defensive, but then quit. And now he does. He tours around the world doing stand-up. He has a show uh, Below the Belt on Showtime. He has his podcast Below the Belt. He has the other podcast, Fighter and the Kid. He's on E, like just killing it. Wow. He was just telling him, he's like, dude, you're not going to be able to catch up to these guys. And I think that's the main thing is just like you spent so much time playing football and you're so athletic and you can do a lot of things, but it's like a cheat code. But then you're going to get to Stipe Miocic. You're going to get to Kane Velasquez. They've been, they're just as as athletic as you and they've been fighting since they were very young. Yeah. And they have a wrestling background and all this. So I'm just like, I think. 
It's kind of disrespectful for athletes to think, oh, I'm an athlete. I can step in the ring and fight. But he could still get to, like, number five. Like, heavyweight is is heavyweights. There's not a lot of them. If you look at the heavyweight division, it's all old people. All old people who have knocked each other out. (laughs) No heavyweight in the U.S. Stipe just broke the record because he held the belt for more than two fights. Yep. Wow. No heavyweight. Like, dude, because they could just get knocked out by a jab. Yeah. The The king of Cleveland. Yeah, he and the still, first champion of Cleveland, still part-time firefighter. <laughs> yeah, that's that, crazy. That Sponsored by Modelo. Modelo yeah. <laughs> What's your next question, so, Tyler? So, well, I mean, and I got a comment first. Is like basically, it's like Connor's given everybody a formula to be successful, and Connor's the kind of the guy that brought the money. If you're to this good sport. at it, but if you suck at it, like. It's not gonna but like so like the difference in pay though. Yeah. It's like what well, these guys were you know get they were looking for you know fights getting twenty forty grand now they're getting millions. Only a only a couple people. Only a couple people. But so it's, there's, there's still a, a lot of guys Nate fighting. Diaz for, hasn't fought is because he's just like I'm paid. I now. just got paid like two million dollars. You think I'm gonna fight for like? Well, and he grand? was and yeah. he was, and they were scrapping everybody for years getting paid twenty thirty forty oh, grand man. for a fight of the night. Definitely. Yeah. The so fight before I, Connor, he got paid twenty grand. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. And yeah. beat the brakes off. And then he got half dude. a mil from Connor, right? The first the one. The first one. The second one they say two after mil. all the bonuses and everything, he got paid two million dollars. Yeah, so it's like maybe fuck, two point five. You know? It's like an estimate. Okay. So all right, I'll I'll just jump into this then. Who who deserve who's the guy that deserves the payday that comes along with fighting Connor McGregor? it's not necessarily like, you know, who who's the guy that the UC wants to Hey, I want round three. And I want Diaz McGregor round three. That just like lost momentum for UFC fans. I mean, they can all. It's just something that like they can do whenever. Yeah, they can throw that in there. So they don't like they don't need it anymore. Like if they had done it, they should have done it like a year or a year and a half ago. Yeah, when he was trying they to box. They should have really like marketed it. Like maybe like right after he was done with Mayweather. Let's like get right back into us. But then Connor has a hundred million dollars. So he doesn't he'd need rather to do just shit. hang out and chill with his newborn. And, like, Nate just turned down every single fight, and him yeah, and his done. brother are just promoting weed. Well, Nick's, like, suspended for five years or whatever, right? He's he's back, I believe. He's and, uh, He hasn't. He just doesn't have a fight. But, you know, his suspension's over. And then Nate, is he just turns down every fight because he's, he's like, keep, he, like, really wants that, that. That big one. Yeah, because he's just, like, it's not he doesn't have to it. take. He doesn't have to take those yeah. fights anymore. I mean, these guys fought everybody forever. They don't but need no, they, It's they, like they're they, veterans, um, you know, now. I wouldn't say they don't need it, though. You know what I mean? No, like, of course, of course they could use like, it. Like, he never made, like, he made more money off that Conor McGregor fight than he's probably made in his, his whole entire career. career. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, that, that second McGregor fight. So he, he needs it, but it's obviously uh, 100% he's going to fight unless somebody gets injured he is going to probably fight uh Khabib Nurmagomedov if that's how you say his Karam, name yeah, Connor's next fight yeah in September that's that's the person who he flew from Ireland to New and York to go back so, up his homie right right yeah uh yeah yeah that yeah, was yeah. Like, there was that like was a, the that whole, was the whole big incident because his homie's a, a Russian fr- that uh lives in Ireland so that's how it all like got they it. knew similar people got it but um what was it? And then it just so happens that I'm like, they, the rumors came out that him and uh, Khabib are going to fight in September, assuming this New York case goes okay. Yeah. Which I think is going to just like I think he's going to throw some over. money at New York and just go away. Like you know, because if they try to ban Connor, he's going to do what he did to Vegas. 
Like they tried to be like, you threw monster bottles. You owe us 250,000 yeah. and you're going to have to do this. He's like, cool. I'm never going to fight in Vegas again. They're like, okay, how about $20,000 <laughs> and you shoot a commercial? He's like, yeah, it's a shoot a commercial. It's going to cost you $4 million. So that doesn't make sense. They're like, all right, you can just come back to Vegas. And then he That's fought in crazy. Vegas. That's literally what happened with the commission. And I think, and, and this was uh, part of the, I was going to, uh, you know, elaborate on the whole, yeah. uh, him, Connor found the Connor found the formula to like be successful, is I think Connor figured out like dude prize fighting, is like one of the all time like that's one of the oldest things in sports like the most paid athletes in the world yeah. are prize fighters. Yeah, I mean, these guys are pri like so many people are watching one. Yeah, one day at work, a hundred million dollars. You know, like Floyd Mayweather is he's the, the perfect it, example. Floyd Mayweather just just because it's today, you know, it's 2018 today. He was Forbes, you know, number one athlete. He made more than number two and three combined. Yeah, and it's like Connor made number four recently without his without the fight that he should have had. And he said like if he would have got that other fight, he'd have been at number two. That would have been dumb though. Like why would he fought? Why would he have fought a guy who not even for a title? He wouldn't. Well, I guess it would have been an interim title, but, like, why would he move back up to 170, which he already said he's not really that comfortable yeah. with after fighting Nate second time? Yeah. No, I, but, no, he definitely would have obviously uh, made more money. But, uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. So, yeah, no, no. I mean, my, my next question was going to be, basically, do you think Conor gets another fight in the UFC after this whole New York debacle? Because Dana White after 100%. after it okay so they don't even have a choice okay because yeah, he has all the power they now. sold the company for four billion dollars and these two these uh, two companies that came together the two biggest agencies I guess in yeah. Hollywood mm -hmm. they have to like, they got to make that money they have to make a a monthly yeah. amount of he's money he's got all the power and it's, it's similar like Mayweather yeah yeah Mayweather fucking bought a, his own promotion company and puts on the With fights like, himself. What, like five domestic violence charges. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know it's like, I mean? it's like, so it's like, dude, Connor, uh, all, I mean, soon Connor's not even going to need the UFC. He doesn't technically need them right now. I know for a fact, he's just he's under contract. He's gonna. Yeah. I mean, which, and UFC is the elite of fighters. So it's like, yo, if you want to fight, this is the league to fight in. But you know, eventually it's probably going to go. I think the UFC is going to turn more towards the boxing world and the boxing culture. Yeah. And he could have his own promotional company. And why, why he cut out the middleman? Yeah. He just needs to fight, I think, one more fight. Nah, he needs to fight more. That's no, the I only, mean, as the far only, as his, uh, his in contract. In terms of his UFC yeah. contract. Yeah, the only thing, the only knock on, on I have on Connor is he just doesn't fight that often. But that's the but, game he's played, well, I mean, and that's he, why he's so rich. He actually fought, like, he fought more than anybody. In before one this, year before, before that, this. and then yeah. he won. He, he made a yeah, hundred million dollars. He knew, and so now he hasn't fought. Yeah, that, like, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're wait. We've been waiting a while, but I think he's one hundred percent gonna fight. Uh, Khabib. Yeah, the, yeah, I call him the Russian machine. Like <laughs> that dude has Khabib's, the craziest wrestling. Twenty six now. But I yeah, and I but I think uh, I think uh, Connor will knock him out on his way in. There you go. What's your next question, Tyler? All right, so. Um, this is this is piggybacking off the Connor thing just yeah, because yeah. it works. But who's the next guy? Who's the, who's the next guy for the sport? Who's the guy that the you know UFC's got all this debt? They or they spent four billion dollars or whatever. Who's gonna who's be the, like who's their next guy to be their their next Connor? Their next big name? It doesn't necessarily have to be Connor. You know the the mouth and and the swag and all that stuff. But who's the who's who's the kid that? Who's, who's, what's a name out there that maybe everyone doesn't know? Who's on the rise? He's going to be the guy. 
Well, uh, I was talking about him earlier. I think Colby Covington. Yeah, if what, he, what if weight division is that in? 170, and he will be fighting Tyrone Woodley, the 170 So he's champ. like a welterweight? Yep. Uh, or, uh, yep. Yes, I believe that's yep. correct. Yeah, yep. welterweight. So, yeah, I would say him, uh, Max Holloway. Max Holloway is legit. He, like does he, he hold the belt right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And he was going to move up to fight Khabib, and then he uh, he just couldn't make weight last minute. He fights at 145, and he had been on injury, and they offered him the fight. So he took the fight against Khabib last minute, but couldn't. The UFC is like doctors. Like, he probably could have made weight, but their doctors, like, said that uh, it wasn't healthy for him to be trying to, like, cut the amount of weight he had to cut. Okay. But, like, I would say them, too. And then uh, as far as um, Rose, um, the 115, was that straw weight women's? She's gonna sure. be She's going to be a superstar. Okay. 100%. Oh, so she, so he, so there's, there's, there's another woman on the rise she coming up. She's going to be a 100% superstar. I don't think anybody's going to beat her. And then, um, well, so think? what, what about, uh, what about Garbrandt? Where's his, they call her thug Rose, by the way, that's just wow. so you guys know. Not, Last no- time she won her fight, like nobody expected her to win. And she knocked out, uh, the chick who won like eight in a row, who's going to beat, uh, they're not in the same weight class, but as far as women, the amount of uh, times in a row, I think it was like eight. Mm-hmm. That Ronda won. Yeah, yep. So eight. Joanna Jenjechik, who is like my favorite, she would just, uh, she was really good at stand-up. She would just piece girls up. But um, this chick just came out of nowhere and just like knocked her out in the first round with a left hook. And like this, uh, Daniel Cormier is just like one of the commentators, like, Thug Rose, <laughs> Thug Rose. <laughs> she like, um, this one chick said she was going to shave her head for like a charity and then like all the money got donated and then did not shave her head what so uh this is a couple years back and like uh so thug rose uh <laughs> thug rose was like well i'm gonna shave my head and so she's had she a shaved it. head ever since and uh her boyfriend's a former ufc fighter too paul daly or Damn. paul daly is that his name i might be saying his name wrong either way like she's just a full-on like badass like i love her and that's i've watched cool. her yeah. no, that's good I, i've watched her since the first uh ufc before they had a 115 champ so they like had the champion whoever won the ultimate fighter mm. win and uh it's this girl called uh the cookie monster who actually got robbed uh saturday night against claudia gadesia yeah, Cla- yeah. i'm still mad about that so <laughs> i was so gonna ask you well how do you guys feel about like um I don't know if you guys don't watch fighting too much, but, like, I, I'm, I'm really getting mad at, like, the way they judge fights. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so, actually, that's that's interesting you said that because one of my four questions was, like, explain how, how like, because there's three things that go into how a judge scores the fight, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like, movement. At least that's what you think. That's what you think, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, th- and this goes into, like, an ethical thing, you know? Like, yeah. is, are these people being pulled in certain directions before the fight even starts? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, I are, are there some people yeah, coming yeah. in, like, yo, we need to make money. Like, we need this person to win. In boxing, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, because the Canelo one was a joke, But what right? sucks about UFC, because it's so young, they get the same judges that are from boxing. Yeah. So these guys don't know anything Think about UFC. Anything. So basically, but it's the, the same like union. So it's the fighting commissions that put, get the referees. Yeah. It's basically. a younger. It's a younger. It's a younger league too. You know, like they're not as established as like boxing and right. the NBA and you know these and referees have been doing this their whole life. Right. And what I don't understand is like what I learned this weekend is that 
so Tyler's bigger than me. If we get in a fight, I'm backing up pretty much the whole time. <laughs> like, right. And that's sh- like, why would that be held against me? He's yeah. bigger. Because that, that's a strategical move. That's like, I but he's controlling the, the center of. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm like, how much does that actually mean? Because that's how I've always thought about it. They, they always say control the ring, control the ring. Yeah. But if you're, if the other fighter looks 10 pounds heavier than you, and like you're backing up looking to counter and but you're the that one shouldn't landing. shouldn't be counting it against you. Yeah. Like that if you're not landing backing up then sure. Yeah, count that against them. But it's weird when like this uh the 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 girl I, I keep forgetting her name but uh I I call her the Cookie Monster <laughs> and that's cuz that's her nickname. Um and she's the first 115 115 pound champ uh when they did the Ultimate Fighter show. So she fought this chick who was like the number one contender. And she was 100% winning that fight. And they ended up giving it to her, giving it to the other girl, even though the other girl's face was just all bloody. The other girl almost got knocked out twice. And I just felt like they gave it to the other girl on ring control. Yeah. Because the other girl was, like, backing up the whole time. But I'm like, if you're bigger, what else? Like, what is she supposed to do? You can't counteract that size. Like, you have to, like, you have to, like, move and So hit that's down. probably a problem in the sport where they need to address this to make it better. Yeah, no, Rogan and all, like, and I'm just beating a dead horse. Like, Rogan and all of them say the same thing Well, and all to the me, time. it's like, yo, the eyeballs, you, it, yeah. most of the, I mean, yes, there are fights where it's like, fuck, you know, that was a good fight, yeah. you know, and you got to go to a judge, and you'd hope that they're educated but in fighting. But most of them. But it's like, you, why would you not go with, like, dude, in a fight, uh, you know, the purest form, to me, fighting is the purest form of competition. It's literally two humans in a box, you know, fighting. Yeah, it's very uh, animalistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and and it's just like, you know, I feel like you know when you when the fight's over who won and who lost if you're a fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because you're, like, pounded confidence into your head, you're like, I'm fucking champ no matter what, you know? But it's like, dude, like, I think the eyeballs always show – you know who who's winning this fight, and it, it, it is bad. It sucks that like stuff like ring control, where there's this gray area of like, well, yes, he technically controlled the ring, but that was a strategical move on my part to win the fight. Yeah, because it's like I can't just walk into a a tank. I think Charlie. Yeah. I think you know? I think uh, Nate fought uh, Con- what was Condit's first name? Carlos Condit. What, is that is that or yeah maybe that, I, f- I forget what it but. I, I just remember my brother showing me because when he was trying to explain to me like rules and and what we're talking about right now. Oh, Nick and, fought Carlos Condit. Was it Nick? Yeah, Nick. And, and he got he got and like he lost. Tooled, yeah, he got and, tooled up. Kind and, of. And, it, and and they well they gave him and my brother was showing me this because he's like I think Nick won this fight, but they gave it to Condit based on ring control, like you know mm. controlling the ring or whatever. He's like. And he's like, dude, you know, look at this guy. He's running away, like, the whole time. He's just going in circles. The Diaz brothers always, like, gave you every opportunity to win. Yeah. Just because they, they'll, They're never, aggressors. they'll never stop you from kicking their legs. They'll never stop you from going for a takedown. Hey, listen, we're not going to pick apart they the just flaws of box. the Diaz brothers. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like They're my favorite fighters of all time. That's what I'm like. Kobe Covington, I'm telling you, I hope you watch uh, watch him fight his yeah, uh, versus um, – Dos Anjos, because I'm like, he is what they should be. He is them with wrestling. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, you know, they're big Jits guys, I mean, but it's not no, the I same. I love the Diaz brothers. It's Trust not, me. it's I not, it's not like, their, they you know, flaws. they're not like a takedown, you know, they're, if you get on the ground, they know Jits, and that's how they've been able to be a UFC fighter. But at the same time, there's obviously obvious holes in their game. They're not like the best fighters ever. Yeah. And, and so, it's their whole camp. They just hate. 
they just don't they like they love walking forward and just taking leg kicks that's how connor won the second fight yeah he just kept kicking his leg because yeah. he's like when i get tired He's not going to be able to put weight on his legs, so yeah. I won't have to worry as much. And yeah. Connor still had to run away. Yeah, these guys are—they're just scrappers. I mean, that's what, yeah. that's, that's what I like about them too. I mean, they got—they got their—they got their their mouths, um, their swag, and and their and they're, unlike everybody else, they're the same exact way if they ran into you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. You can they're see not them faking at the it. Grocery store, and they'll be that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, this is this is going to be my last question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey was announced as part of the 2018 UFC Hall of Fame class. She's going to be the first woman in the UFC Hall of Fame. I feel like this is a bit premature since she has not been away from the UFC for that long. Usually in other sports, you have to wait a certain amount of time uh, after walking away from the sport to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Do you agree that she might be getting this accolade a little bit premature or you think this is warranted i wouldn't it's not like it's not warranted but i would 100 we're talking about the timetable right no, the yeah, timetable no, that's what i'm saying like, no she's I, definitely a hall of famer don't get me wrong oh yeah yeah but i i 100 agree with you it's super ahead of time but like ufc like i said they have that they have that that money they need to make that like they need to capitalize on everything right now so they're just using it as a publicity thing absolutely i think the girl who should get it before anybody is uh gina carano from uh, Deadpool 2. She was uh she fought before anybody. She fought Cyborg. She fought like she was like the first uh, Yeah. In uh Deadpool 2 of uh, you guys saw that movie? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen yeah, it. No. Yeah. She's like the jacked girl yeah, on yeah. the bad guys team. Yeah, I know you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, Gina Carano. Like yeah. she's she should be the first one inducted into any MMA Hall of Fame, but I guess she never made it to the UFC. But no, she deserves it. But no, yeah, it's way ahead of time. Okay, yeah, I, I, think, right. I think you're right. Where it's because like, I definitely was like, wait a back, minute, how goes, is she already? Yeah, yeah. I think it goes back to way the money. It go, you know, like you said, it goes back to the money. They're, They're trying, trying to make, to make money. It, she's it still the she's still the name. Yeah, you know, she's still got the pull. They're trying to use it while and, it's still mean. And I also something. thought it yeah. was kind of just like an fu, like. All right, you want to go wrestle? You're in the Hall of Fame. You're done. Like your UFC career's over. You're a Hall of Famer. Well, now. I th I'm pretty sure she probably obviously uh, stated to Dana that she's not coming back. But you you don't think she's coming back ever? No, I no. think she's I think her, her, I don't her, her think knees are blown out. She's gonna her go knees, into acting. Her knees were blown out before. Yeah. So now they're they're not gonna get better wrestling. So yeah. like, and her acting career already kind of busted. Like. When, when she got kicked in the face, she lost. Uh, they were doing the road. They were in like they were in the middle of sh making Roadhouse Two with oh, her. Oh wow! And they like nope. <laughs> wow. And Rogan made a hilarious joke about it. He's just like yeah, because it's just like okay, she's you're, the whole thing is like Kurt Russell's supposed to be the baddest guy on the planet. Nobody can walk in that bar and beat him up. And he's just yeah. like, well, what if Holly Holm walks in that bar? Yeah. <laughs> 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 she just knocks her clean yeah. out. <laughs> Head kick. <to>, ah. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. You got any, you got any yeah. shout outs before we get out of here, Tyler? Well, just because we, we opened up with the UFC, I'm shouting out my fucking boy, Nate Diaz from <laughs> Stockton, California. I mean, it's, oh, man. you know, I just want everyone to know this is my favorite fighter ever. All right. Hands down. I've seen more of his fights than anybody. Um, and I, like, like I said, I just love the attitude. I love the, I love the, you know, 
the kind of the scrapper or street baller, you know, bar fight kind of guy. You know? Yeah, it sucks and, at that kind of that. That's what I'm saying. Like Kobe. And, and the day he beat Connor was one of the greatest days of my life. I mean, that's I don't. Funny. I'm not even like a Connor hater. I fucking I love I like Connor. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big it's, Connor fan. It's funny because it I was uh, over like now I'm over it, but I was so mad when he lost because I was like I literally like Connor like believed in himself and got through like eight fights. Yeah, and then to won get the to that title. Point. And then, like, just saying he was going to do it the whole time. And then I'm like, he acted like he was just going to walk through Stockton's best. And, yeah. like, Stockton put the slap on him. Like, yeah. just, we were at Buffalo that night. Well, you were there with him? I was <laughs> there. the guy screamed at you? Oh, yeah. Dude. yeah. Dude, dude, that, okay, so. <laughs> that, all right. Let's just so, set the stage. Yeah, let's, set the, let's tell the story real quick. This is, like I said, this was one of the fucking best days of my life. <laughs> like, I had so much fun watching this fight. It was so great. Me and Eric worked at Buffalo Wild Wings at the time. Uh, we're both servers, and you know, obviously, there's a bunch, you know, bunch of fans in there. And it's oh my god, it was ninety-five percent uh connor fans you know oh like, my god which everybody is cool. like, everybody no, he, took, he took the nation by storm yeah yeah everybody like, like was I going said, for connor like that i said night. i was not like not going for connor i was just going for nate and uh and i wanted nate to get the fight it went like the second um uh i think you you said you weren't just not going i'm pretty sure you were going for nate <laughs> like that's, yeah no I, that's you like in a basket that's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's and, piece of your uh, cut of your thread, if you will. <laughs> exactly, and it's like, and it's like I knew from the second um, uh, Aldo was it Aldo that got hurt and dropped out, dropped that fight. Who was no, he supposed uh, it was to fight? Dos Angeles. Yeah, it was Dos Angeles. Dos Angeles. Beat up okay. by Kobe. All right, so the second that guy dropped out, I was like, I, I need Nate to get in this fight, and then he got the fight, and then okay, so we're working at Buffalo Wild Wings, and and dude, I'm like, I lost my voice this night. Oh my I'm, god, like, screaming so much, and there's this basically this table. Of these like white supremacist looking dudes with like all the tattoos like, all over their heads, all this like clo clover Irish oh, fucking no. you know like yeah. bad you know, and not only that they're, just came they're, from the Departed screening. Well, dude, not only that, <laughs> not is, only like, that is the homie's <laughs> girlfriend works at Buffalo. Oh, yeah, wow. like this is someone so who like I'm we just, know. Like, I, this kid starts <laughs> taking shit personally that I'm rooting for Nate, so he's just like talk basically talking shit to me and. Uh, when the fight got over and and uh dude I, i'm pretty got, sure it was me you Corey, nick kibo we were every, all working every, that night yeah everyone was working we had, a <laughs> we had like people. a whole squad working that night yeah and i mean i'm pretty sure when they tried when they tried to like separate me from like that group of dudes because it got like heated they're like i was just like i got we, way more homies in here than this motherfucker yeah like, <laughs> that's literally and, what you and, said and, and i knew like they weren't about it about it because like i went to the bathroom and there was two of them in the bathroom and they didn't and was, say shit and i was just like all right if it's going down it's going down right here you know what i mean and it didn't go down uh, <laughs> it's probably one of those drunk moments for them where they're just like they're probably pissed they're, they're probably pissed. furious no i just mean like he was they were hammered in the bathroom and they're like fuck i really don't want to fight right now <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like when the fight but what really escalated the scenario was like when when nate won that shit obviously i'm just like the whole night i'm like whoop his ass nate whoop his ass mm -hmm. i grabbed the mic on buffalo you know at buffalo wild wings so everyone could hear it, and i was just like I think you cussed yeah, too. Yeah, I did. I I said, he was like Nate exactly fucking Diaz. Baby. I said Nate fucking Diaz. I'm not surprised. And I was just like Stockton. You know, they're just like it was, it was a great time. I mean, yeah, I lost my great. boys, cheering on Nate. These fucking racist dudes are getting all pissed off at me because <laughs> some, some Mexican kid from Stockton is whipping that ass. It was yeah. it was, uh, it was a great night.
Shout right. out Nate Diaz. Greg, Absolutely. you got any shout outs before we get out of here? You want to plug your social media, where we can find you, all um, that? Yeah. yeah on plug Instagram, uh, Classic Greg 10. Okay. Classic, Classic Greg is, um, the, is the best handle. I'm at the, the Comedy Store on Mondays and. Uh, oh, you got, you got some comedy going at the, at the, at the Comedy Store? Yeah. Absolutely. On Mondays. All right. On we Mondays. love it. The comedy store is the original. Yeah, the original, the, the world famous comedy uh, store. I call it the Mecca. The Mecca. Yep. It's there like Madison go. Square Garden. You go any night of the week and you can see comedians much better than me for $10. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> it's not a bad gig. All right. And then uh, my shout out this week is to Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua for announcing they've signed a contract for a fight. To unify the heavyweight belts they what both hold. What is the date? I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I didn't know that. Uh, they haven't found a date yet. Oh, okay. Because of the Triple G Canelo announcement God. that they're fighting on September 15th. So what I was reading was... So they were probably shooting for September. That's what they were shooting for. So now I think they're going to go either a, a little bit before... December? A little bit before September 15th or a little bit after September 15th. Somewhere in there. I feel like if they after. went December, just because I feel like they always try to do things to compete with the UFC. Yeah. I, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like uh, December or something like that. Yeah. I could yeah. Be but, wrong, but I, I don't know. But this Wilder-Joshua fight is pitting somebody who is 40-0, Deontay Wilder, with 39 knockouts. Wilder is the best. Against. He, Wilder is my, dude, he has the best one-two in the history of heavyweight boxing. There and then is. Anthony Joshua is 21-0 with 20 knockouts. Never fought in the States. Never fought in the States. That's, Anthony, that's dope. So Deontay Wilder is American. Anthony Joshua is British. This fight is scheduled to happen in the UK, but there's also a potential rematch clause, and that fight would be in the United States. Oh, yeah, they're going to try to make it a trilogy as long as one of them doesn't just start the other one. Well, they Can should. Can I make a, a shout-out now that we're thinking about it? Just yeah, go for it. Boxing? Go for it. I want to shout-out the, the Charlo brothers, the first twin brother. The twin, bro the dude, twin brother legit. duo who are both champions. Yeah, and, and one's a little bigger than the other, so they're in like different, different weight, weight classes. classes. One knocks people out, and one's just a technical machine. They yeah, are, they're a beast. The Charlo brothers. Uh, yeah. It's Jermel and Jamal. And I hope my only they're other American? shout out. Yeah, they're American. Yeah, yeah. They're from like uh, I think they train in LA now, but uh, I think they're from like they're from the south. south. Yeah, they're from the Texas south. Texas or something. Yeah. And uh, Canelo's gonna get beat up and uh, somehow lose by draw again. Yeah, fuck Canelo. Triple G won that outright. It wasn't even a contest. But anyway, what did that one judge? Uh, oh yeah, the one judge and like, like went so far over. Like yeah. it was like, dude, you made it so obvious. They didn't. They didn't even make it like close. Like everybody else made it close. She was just like, Canelo, twenty-eight to twenty-two or something. Like, just yeah. something ridiculous. And it was great because she did a UFC card after that because I told you they have the same oh, boxing. Oh, really? And it was hilarious. It was Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier doing the announcing, the announcing. and they brought up that she was there. And he's just like, I just want to say she's a real nice lady. And Daniel Cormier is like, yeah, she's a really nice lady. And, and uh, Joe, Ro Joe Rogan's like, wonder who else is a nice lady? My mom. <laughs> like, uh, she's. I don't want her calling the fights tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But anyway, Greg, thank you so much for being yeah, here. Man, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank of course. Uh, we will definitely have you back again in the future. Uh, and. Thank you so much for everybody that stuck around for this entire episode. This is definitely going to be the longest episode to date. <laughs> but breaker, uh, breaker. don't forget, don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. This has been the Sports Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.